Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Lizard cream is the easiest way to tell if your loved ones have turned into a shape-shifting lizard person. Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. If your expectations are going to go in, there's going to be a doctor who's like, bing bong, time to look at the PP. Like, that's, you'll probably get more than that, I'm guessing. That would put me at ease. Would it? Yes. Look, if I had somebody walk in there with a sock puppet and said, bing bong, time to look at your PP, I would instantly be put at ease. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up at 448. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer at 534. Mm -mm. Hope he's got a lot of names. Well, he didn't have any last week. He had no names. Well, I'm just saying. I don't know if we want to break. I blew the ball before Christmas. Oh. (laughs) Blew the names. Them all. Blew them all. Is the... I thought I you said something about a ball. Before Christmas. I, I thought you said a ball and then something about blowing the ball. And no. I did not know what that meant. I didn't know if you invented new slang there. Well, maybe he'll have a name for us today. I don't know. Well, That's you know. That's at 534. Anything to avoid talking about the fact that this Blue Jackets team, when they play systems or symptoms of weather... They apparently give up seven goals now. That's just what they did against the Hurricanes. It's what they just did against the Lightning. No, here's what I've been told, too, by the way. gross. I've been told, first of all, no other team has to deal with injuries, illness, COVID, anything. No other team has to deal with that. What I've learned the last couple days is if you're a professional sports team from the state of Ohio, you can only compete in games where you are 100% healthy. And everything's going for you. If not, I've been told that the Jack, of course the Jackets gave up seven goals because Jake Bean and Wierenski were out of the lineup last well, night. I so don't how agree could you with, possibly not give up seven goals? I don't agree with, of course, but I mean, is it wrong for people to say these are all the things that happened? The Blue Jackets have been bad. They have let in seven goals now in two straight games. Not helping that situation is this other set of, of course, circumstances. it's not helping that situation. Okay. When I, and I'm not saying I expect you to go out there every single night with this talent and, and win every game that you play. I'm not saying that this team is not competitive. This team looks like an AHL team trying to play against these hockey clubs. The Tampa Bay Lightning came in here last night, losers of three in a row. They were licking their wounds. And I don't know how many times I have to hear it too. Oh, we just got caught up playing a desperate team. Why aren't you more desperate? <laughs> Well, you be desperate, right? I see. I'm in a I'm in a weird place with this because, yeah, I in the micro sense, I don't want to see this team lose seventy two. I don't enjoy watching anything like what I've seen the last few weeks from this Jackets team when they've played. Obviously, they had a bit of a downtime in there too, but these last couple of games especially have been pretty horrendous, right? 
I don't enjoy it. The West Coast trip was brutal yes. before they went on their COVID break. Yes. I don't enjoy any of that. And I'm not making excuses for it. I am also not someone who thought before the season this team was going to be any good. So I, I'm I'm looking at this saying, this sucks, but it's I like know. I kind of expected it to eventually I know suck. You did, and so did I, but sometimes then once you get in it, like my patience is all used up. It's been twenty years of be patient with this franchise. And while I understood the gist coming into this season, you know, they got off to a hot start, they teased us, and now all of a sudden we're back to, well, we're bad, be patient. I, I don't I'm just, I'm tired of that. I know as a Browns fan, you've heard that for 20 years too, and you've had to be patient, and I've rooted for plenty of crappy professional teams, and I've had to be patient, but something about this franchise rubs me the wrong way when everybody, every single time I turn around, tells me to be patient. The same way they told me when this team was good, but not good enough, well, they're young, be patient. I'm just, I'm tired of that. I I empathize with, I I, I, I agree with all of what you just said there. I don't disagree at all. What I what I guess where I come down on this more is I don't want to become the Jack. I do not want the Jackets to become this team that wants to make the playoffs all the time. And then from there, well, hey, who cares? Right. We made the playoffs. Aren't you happy? Like, I, I am happy that they are trying to play younger players. Not that that's all going well, but. You have to be bad for a couple years if you eventually, I think, if you eventually want to be a Stanley Cup contender. That That is, every team does go through that. And unfortunately, this we're still paying, man, for, and Tampa Bay was in town last night. It was kind of poetic. We're still paying for that 4 nothing drubbing of Tampa Bay, aren't we? That's kind of where all this to me started was that was the series where they went all in and everyone told me how they're going for a cup. And it's like, right, with what? With a borderline playoff team. And they went all in. And they used draft capital to do that. That does have an impact down the road. I I know that. And then you continue it with things like, well, you know, we could get rid of goalie Bob or Panarin. We could ship those guys out. And so, like, they continued that theory of thought of, it's better to make the playoffs at all than to not be in the playoffs. Well, then they saw how that went, right? And they finally got rid of make the playoffs coach and not win the Stanley Cup with this organization coach. So they just got make the playoffs coach, his assistant, no. to coach the team. They are in the they are in the beginning stages of unfortunately probably a two to three year I, I rebuild. Know, I know, but it's and just, that's just it's, it's hard so to come to terms with it. Frustrating because right, right when they're in that quote unquote winning window, when they're beating the Lightning in the playoffs. You're still told, well, this team's ahead of schedule. Look how young they are and look what they're doing. They're they're the youngest team in the league and yet they're still doing this. Then all of a sudden, wow, it's over. What did you expect? But we never got to that next step. We Yes, you don't have well, the draft well, picks because you traded some of those away, but we've been told a million times how deep this system is and how young this team is. Why haven't those guys stepped up and reached another level? No, we can't talk about that. Yarmo's a genius. I th- that's where I think the issue is, at least for you and certainly for me, and I'm sure there's probably a segment of Jackets fans who feel the same way as we do, I am not even as frustrated with this team losing as I am with the people that I hear from all the time about this Jackets team, whether it be in the media, whether it be in the fan base, whether it just be wherever, that that represent this idea of like, well, in Yarmo we trust, this organization 
you know, this is this is a sturdy foundation that they've got going here. The culture. I, the culture people, the, culture. the people who talk about how everything over there, I don't know what that means. this is all going the right direction. Well, we don't know that. I don't know that the culture's built the right way. And I look, I personally am fond of John Davidson, right? We, we have had our fun with Yarmo, but I think Yarmo has done a lot of good things with this organization. But if you ask me right now, do I think those two guys in leadership are the ones to build a Stanley Cup winner for this city? I have to say my answer is I really don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying I want them all run out of town right away, but I am saying let's stop pretending like these guys have built something unbreakable and unbelievable, and we should all be thrilled that they even want to be here. No, I, I like John Davidson. I, I, I think this organization has a good foundation at some level that's way better than what it used to be. But we have got to, as Jackets fans, stop looking at this team and going, well, it could be worse. We could be like we were when we first started for the first one. No, like that. That's all done now. You've got a taste of success. You got to see some playoff success. And you remembered how fun that was. Let's not then go, well, we don't want to lose anybody who we might have even sniffed. It's at almost that. The, uh, the Baker mentality. You were oh, talking about yesterday. Well, you know, yeah. it's, hey, Baker Mayfield's the best quarterback we've had. What's your problem? Yes, but you can't compare him to that other, that other crap. You, you have to get, you, you have to judge him based on what you see right now. Right. You don't. You don't get to. You don't get to play Scott House and Blue Jackets teams. Like you. You have to play the NHL teams they're going against right now. So you have to measure all of the current regime and everything they're doing by what the rest of the league is doing around them. How quickly are rebuilds happening? And. Yes, the answer is rebuilds take two to three years minimum in the NHL for a really bad team. Yeah, it typically takes a few years to get that going. So you are going, we are in that process now, but you're right, Mike. I think it is the Sunshine Brigade people in the Blue Jackets who always want to tell you how great it is. And we're just so lucky to even have this team. And thank God they even let us in the building to watch them. This is so incredible. Like, get over it. We're an NHL market. We've had an NHL team for 20 years. We are allowed to criticize this team. We are allowed to be disappointed and frustrated and occasionally say, maybe that guy's not right in that job. Whoever that is, a center, a defenseman, a goalie, a coach, anybody, we're allowed to do that because we're hockey fans with expectations. You are allowed to have expectations. That is where my frustration rises. Not as mad about what I'm seeing on the ice because I kind of expected that. I don't like it when people say yes and Everything is great, and these guys will definitely get it fixed. I don't know that. We need to see some improvement over the next couple months of this season. This team cannot be dropping seven goal games against going into February, March, right? You got to show me that you're a little bit more, a little more backbone on this team. This team has to grow, and we'll find out if Brad Larson's the guy to grow this team. Sadly, I think Scott House and Blue Jackets could come in here and win by five goals tomorrow. (laughs) True enough. I'm just I'm just pointing out all these other previous regimes you want to throw out. Like, no, oh, I, I understand. I sure, got it. all right. Yes, better it is. Than that. It's better than the Dougie Mac days. I'll give you that. But what does that mean? How low of a bar are you willing to accept to say, well, it's better than that. That's all I need. Now, I, I think we can look at the league and say, we'd like to be in this category or stratosphere. Here's some Bengal news today. Uh, Joe Burrow says doesn't expect to play on Sunday. There is an outside chance the Bengals could still get the number one seed in the AFC, but it is very outside. It is not worth the risk. I'm glad Zach Taylor's not being stupid. Joe Burrow will not play. Joe Mixon tested positive for the virus today. 
I, I'm saying that's best case scenario because if this happens a week from now, it's a bigger story. But, you know, he probably wasn't going to play on Sunday anyway. Now we know he won't because he tested positive for the virus. Hopefully he recovers in time. He's back at practice next week. Joe Burrow was talking about virus concerns. He has not tested positive, but, you know, in this world, everybody's going to get it and anything's possible. He said he's going to be almost living in a bubble because he doesn't want to test positive before the playoff game. I know, obviously, you can't do this, and I'm not saying you should do this, but there's a part of me that wants Joe Mixon to go kiss him right in the mouth right now (laughs) so that he gets it, test positive, gets it out of his system, so you're assured that these two guys are healthy and ready to go for the playoff game. Yeah, that is, that is of course, the big worry, as anybody would have it, right? I mean, every team going into the playoffs is is going to be looking at, are we going to have our stars for this entire run? And let's let's be real about it. Probably there will be a team that is affected by COVID in some way And wouldn't in the that playoffs. be so Bengals, by the way? Oh, if the Bengals have this I, season, they're getting ready to play in a playoff game, and the MVP of the team, Joe Burrow, test positive, can't play? Yeah, that that is, I'm sure, something Bengals fans have been sitting around going, please don't even... Put that into the universe. I don't even want to think about it right now. It's all my fault, I guess, if it happens. It is. I will blame you. We had weird football last night. We'll discuss coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A serious accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on 270 eastbound at Westerville Road. This accident is blocking the three right lanes. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Cleveland Avenue in this area. Emergency crews on scene as well. Please be careful. Keep an eye out for those crews. This traffic report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt. File it in a way that fits you and get the refund you deserve. Guaranteed. Jackson Hewitt Tax Pros can help you find thousands worth of new tax credits. Schedule an appointment with one of their tax pros and learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. So glad you've tuned in. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it. And tell a friend... We had football last night. I'm sure all of you watched the Texas Bowl mm-hmm. between LSU and Kansas State. It is memorable for a couple of reasons. Number one, LSU lost, Kansas State won. It is the first time Kansas State has won a bowl game without Bill Snyder coaching them. That's wow. memorable point number one. That's pretty interesting. Memorable point number two is LSU with this loss falls to 6-7, and seven, so they finished the season under five hundred for the first time since 1999. Wow. Gross year, and now you know why Coach O is gone and Brian Kelly is coming in. Yeah. And I flipped this game out, and I knew that LSU was having struggles finding players for this game. They had 39 scholarship players available. They started a wide receiver at the quarterback position. Now, he was the scout team quarterback in 2019 and played quarterback in high school and all this stuff, but still, he's been playing wide receiver, he was playing quarterback, and I was thinking to myself, man, they can't even, they don't even have a quarterback on this roster and they're playing this game. Nope, they did have a quarterback. Garrett Nussmeyer, the freshman, 
was available and could have played in this game. However, they did not play him because they wanted to preserve his redshirt status for the season. Didn't want to lose a year of eligibility. And my question to Kirk Herbstreet is, why don't these modern coaches love the game as much as his guys used to <laughs> back in the day? Because we've already been told these players who don't play in the bowl games, well, they just don't love it as much as we did. So now these coaches, too, that go out of their way to preserve red shirt, red shirt status, they can have this guy around an extra year, they, too, must not grasp the importance of the very important Texas Bowl. Well, that's just it, right? Like Herbie is talking about when he when he brought all that up and and I know a lot of that was motivated by his thoughts on the Rose Bowl. There there is of course some people will point out, "Oh, the Rose Bowl is different than the Texas Bowl." He wouldn't not, point that out. I'm not sure he's in, the type of guy who would say it's all all these bowl games are important. Not in Yeah, right. I don't think he'd join you in that, but also that's not true. Like the argument all the Rose Bowl people make is that the Rose Bowl is just different. It's just so special. All right, I, we can disagree on that in 2022. How how relevant the teams that, bowl that have is anymore. played in it over the years have been special. Yes, making the Rose Bowl special. Yes, but it. I, I I don't I don't think that this whole system that we've developed, where at the end of all of the games that we all care about, how passionate college football fans are. Now you have one more chance to play, but everyone knows there are going to be players that do not play, like in this case, because they don't want to waste a red shirt. Or there's a player who may not play because he wants to sit out because he's going on to the NFL. Or or whatever the other reason is, maybe a player could come back and fight through some injury to play in a bowl game or just, you know, not risk worse injury and they just say, ah, I'm going to sit out and heal up for next year and I'll be back. There's plenty of reasons not to play in these bowl games, but I don't know why we treat why why some like Herb Street want to treat these bowl games like they are sacrosanct. They are exhibition games, many of which are coached by either interim coaches or new head coaches that were are already thinking about next year's team anyway. So let's not pretend what this is, right? It is glorified exhibition games other than the ones that get you into a playoff. And by the way, nothing wrong with liking exhibition games. I I watch soccer friendlies between the USA and Mexico, even though no trophy yeah, is awarded but, at the end. But you understand why Christian Pulisic is not playing in the friendly. Yeah, I. but I'm saying I get it, and I still get really excited to go watch one of those games. And I will go watch them if I can get tickets to go watch a friendly. I still would go watch. I would go watch the Rose Bowl. I would go watch some of these games. I have no problem with them existing. It's when you tell me that if you don't play in it, you hate the sport of college football. No, the score, the sport of college football has changed since when these bowl games were a big deal. Well, and the reality is a lot of these bowl games, never a big deal. So well, let's right. stop yeah. pretending like yeah. they were. Uh, speaking of uh, watching the Rose Bowl, we talked yesterday about Ohio State popping a number. And how the playoffs last year have outrated the playoffs this year. What's the difference? You had empty stadiums for the most part last year, too. And we've seen over the course of the last 12 months how that impacts television product. More people are watching today because they get sucked into the atmosphere and people being there. Last year was a struggle. You also had a watered-down version of the college football season last year where these teams were not playing the schedules they normally play. People weren't as invested. Yet, last year's bowl games, outra- playoff games, outrated this year's playoff games. Why? 
because you had teams like Ohio State and Notre Dame in the playoffs last year. That's why. So the Cotton Bowl this year, T-Bone, playoff game. Alabama and Cincinnati. Top dog against Cinderella. What a story. 16.6 million people watched that game. Mm -hmm. Rose Bowl. Really, for nothing, for show. Uh, The history, the tradition, all of that. Buckeyes in that game, but not playing a program that normally would pop a number in the Utah Utes. I told you the Cotton Bowl drew an average of 16.6 million. The Rose Bowl drew an average of 16.6 million. Yeah. The same number as a playoff game. Why? Because Ohio State's in it. That's right. And and I and I I see people like Stuart Mandel who has become really annoying to me over the last, well, I don't know, couple of years, but he's not all, I I mean, he has some good info and breaking news and let him live, but some of his opinions on college football just always strike me. Because he tweeted some of those numbers out, and then he wanted to juxtapose those numbers with, look at what the Sugar Bowl did, nine point eight million. Look at what the Fiesta Bowl did, eight million. And he said, Peach people, Bowl seven point six. Yeah, yeah. He said people always get mad at the Rose Bowl for refusing to budge from their January first time slot. Oh my God, it's not the Rose Bowl. Look at the Rose Bowl and look at the other non semi games. It is what, not. Why on earth would they give that in up in this game and be so stupid? The Buckeyes could be in. Let's put the Buckeyes in the Sugar Bowl. Right. They are drawing the 16.6. It's not the Rose Bowl that draws the 16.6. You think people tune in, just get hypnotized by the Vistas and just stay on the game for an hour? That's not how it works. Well, his point apparently is like the Rose Bowl is always told they should move off January 1st. But look what happens when they play on January oh, 1st. These people are so stupid. But, but Stuart, Sugar Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, am I wrong? Were those not played also on January 1st? The, like before and after the Rose Bowl, I, I don't understand what his point is there. Like if they move off that January first, they might get the numbers that the Sugar Bowl did in the primetime slot on New Year's night. Like what are we talking about? The Rose Bowl, yes. If you go look historically, it does do better even in in the years where there is no semifinal attached to it. It does do better than Sugar Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, etc. Generally speaking. But you're right, Mike. Put Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl. Put Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. And it also is probably going to get a monster number. I'll also go this far. If you really genuinely think it's just the Rose Bowl and it doesn't have anything to do with Ohio State being in it, go put the Rose. Let's just, we'll never get this, right? For one year, though, put the Rose Bowl and one of the semifinal games on at the same time. And see, again, talking about a non-Ohio State Rose Bowl game, if you think it's just about the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl is so special, put a semifinal game at 5 p.m. on January 1st up against the Rose Bowl, and you bet your mortgage, Stuart Mandel, as to which one gets the bigger number. It will be whichever game Ohio State's in. If they're not in either of them, it'll probably be the national semifinal that involves two much better teams than what's going to be in the Rose Bowl. Rooting for the Big Ten is stupid. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A serious accident still causing slowdowns on 270 eastbound at Westerville Road. Traffic is stop and go from Cleveland Avenue in this area. The three right lanes are blocked. Emergency crews remain on scene. Only left lane remains open. Please be very careful in this area. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get a real healthy start to the new year at Fresh Time's biggest sale of the year. January 5th through the 11th, save 30% on over 5,000 vitamins and body care products from immune-boosting supplements to nourishing skincare. Fresh Time Market. Get real. Only NRA with fan traffic. 
Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. Bowl season is over. Yes, we have the national championship game. That is not technically a bowl. So here are the final records by conference. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. The best conference in college football, according to bowl season, the Mountain West. Mm. The Mountain West went 5-1 and one in their bowl games. They are awesome. <laughs> the AAC went 3-1. and one. The Sun Belt went 3-1. and one. The Big 12, 5-2. Big 10, 6-4. SEC six and eight, Conference USA three and five, MAC three and five, ACC two and four, and the Pac twelve O for five. Independents were two and two. You and I have always said the success or lack thereof of the Big Ten Conference has nothing to do with Ohio State's success. You think these two teams that are playing for the national championship, Alabama and Georgia? are going to think for a second because the SEC has an under 500 record in the bowl games. Wow, that's really going to hurt our reputation for next year. No, because none of it affects them. They take care of their business. It doesn't matter what Vanderbilt does or what Mississippi State does. It doesn't interest them. I say this all the time to the Buckeye fans. Doesn't matter if Michigan's good. Doesn't matter if Purdue is good or if they go to a bowl game or if the, the Big Ten goes out and loses every single bowl game. As long as the Buckeyes take care of their own business, they will be just fine. Yeah, and and I think we can also make that point. You know, Buckeyes losing to Oregon to start the season was not great, but does it matter if Oregon would have been like one of the best teams in the country, which they ended up being pretty good, or for a period of time, period of time and then they the wheels fell good. off pretty quick. Yeah, or or does it matter if they would have gone over after that? If the Buckeyes go out and win the rest of their games, and and let's say Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, we're all just having mediocre to average years like they have the last few, Buckeyes still would have been in the playoffs. There's not even a question in my mind that would have happened. So I don't. And if you argue that, we can go back to the very first college football playoff and say, look at what happened with Ohio State when they you know lost to Virginia Tech and still were able to get in. Like I just, I'm not worried about it if it's if it's something that the Buckeyes need to get into the playoffs is all, well, you need undefeated Michigan. Show me the scenario where that's ever been the case that involved more than or like less than one loss for the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes have two losses. Yeah, sure. Then you got to rely on the whole conference, but you can even have an early season loss and still get by. As long as that loss is not at the end of the year, not in the last month, all that stuff, you can get by with a mediocre to crappy big 10, but yeah, of course it doesn't matter what the records are because the SEC people or the, the people in the media who throw out how good the SEC is, when that stat is presented to them that their bowl record was not great this year, they'll say, ah, well, you know, those teams were all just checked out. They didn't have the year they wanted to, right? LSU, you know, losing last night. 
Oh, hey, LSU, they're getting a new coach. They're on a transition. They're playing a wide receiver at quarterback. Right. That's that's the argument. But when, when Big Ten schools go out and lose, it's like, oh, there you go, Big Ten. Look at them. Suck. They're slow. That's why this conference is terrible. It's like they, there's no consistency to the point or argument they're making. Uh, Ryan Day gets himself a commitment. Carson Hintzman, four-star offensive lineman. He is the number two prospect from the state of Wisconsin. This oh. is the 2022 recruiting class. He is 6'4", 280, four-star guy, uh, sixth best offensive lineman in the class, 134th overall. I would assume he's one of the last in the 2022 class, right? I would think all so. All these guys are pretty much signed early, and they're going to get on campus as quickly as they can. But I've actually forgotten now. When is official signing day? We had early signing day. It's usually the first uh, Wednesday in February. Yeah, it's coming wrong? up. Right, so it should be a few more. Yeah, weeks I think it's like the second. Okay. Usually, yeah. when when Skip Mossick gets really twitchy, <laughs> I know signing day is coming. Yeah, but he already had his twitchy moments because this one is not going to be nearly the same. It's no. not as crazy, but yeah, I will say going back to uh, the recruit they just got, that is a a guy coming out of Wisconsin playing for Ohio State. I always enjoy stealing one of the seven recruits that Wisconsin was really banking on. Oh, those big nasties. They love right. those guys. Well, and Absolutely. I, and I hope this guy, like, I, I don't know much about him, obviously, right? We we don't pretend to be recruiting experts on this show, but all I want out of any offensive line recruit and defensive line recruit the next two years is if when you walk up to him and you say, like, hey, man, could, could you hold that door for me? He's like, no, get your own door. And then he locks it and runs away. And you're like, gosh, that was so mean. And then later on, it's like, hey, there's two donuts left. Leave one for me. He's like, no, I'm eating all of them, and I'm throwing the box away. You're like, that guy is not nice. I want mean, nasty people playing on offense and defensive line now. I don't want nice guys anymore. That's been fun. I'm sure they're all very good humans. I want some mean, nasty guys when they get on the football field only. I want them to get mean and nasty and say, I hope I knock you into the turf every single time I see your face. Well, he's got some work to do, that guy. What I say? He was 6'4", 240? He's got to start two, hanging out no, with not, us. And, you said 280, not Did I say 280? I don't think he's... Hold on. Okay. What they, they get Zion Williamson to come in and play his offensive line. <laughs> no, he so wishes he, has he was 280. That's right, 280. But you know what? We can put 40 pounds on that frame. Hang oh, out yeah. with me and you for a little while. Oh, we'll put yeah. on 40. Maybe not the 40 pounds Mick wants. Here's what I'm telling you, man. I don't care how big or strong you are. I don't care if you are a physical specimen if you are not in between the lines mean and nasty. That's what I want on offensive line now. I want mean, nasty guys who punch you in the mouth. Ryan Day was on Morning Juice this morning. You can catch Morning Juice weekday morning 6 to 9 here on The Fan. Uh, here is Ryan Day talking about what the last month has been like after the Michigan loss. Well, the first thing is you, you got to you gotta take accountability for what happened. You know, and the easy thing to do is, is point fingers, but you know, we all have to take accountability for, for that game. And then uh, with a lot of people, uh, the narrative was that, you know, we were just going to kind of lay down in this game. Um, you know, we had some guys who opted out, and, and uh, you know, Utah was very, very <clears throat> motivated going into it. But uh, we talked about during that whole month about what the Rose Bowl meant. And, and that, you know, it's not the CFP, but we have a lot of pride in ourselves, a lot of pride in our program. We certainly have a lot of pride in Ohio State. And that, um, you know, for the older guys, we want them to leave with a win and a Rose Bowl victory. Um, and, and for the younger guys, wanted to build some momentum and get an opportunity to, to get some juice heading into the offseason.
like to thank Ryan Day for calling in from the toilet on the International Space Station. I, honestly, I don't know if that's just our headphones or if it sounds as bad in our headphones as it does. It sounds like he's in space on the well, toilet. I, I know, but I'm saying I, li- I was listening to him on the air this morning and he did not. I, like, I heard these questions and answers. He did not sound like he sounds in our headphones. So I don't know if you're hearing how did, this. How, and did sounds- we, how did we pull these cuts? Uh, through a cheese grater. We just took the physical well, what I was audio saying, cuts. Like we did, took a tape. Did someone we ripped the tape out and sliced play it. it on their computer speaker <laughs> and just put a microphone up to the computer speaker? I don't know. I don't. I'm, I, my point here is that I. It could just be our headphones are screwed up or something. Maybe it sounds fine out on the air. But Chops he, apparently pulled the cuts, so I'm going to say that he did something wrong. Well, play another one. Maybe maybe that here phone is was just Ryan on that Day call. talking about bringing in Beyonce's dad, Jim Knowles. We don't want anybody. We want the right guy. Scary. And you know, as you go through the different uh, people throughout the country, you know, I felt like Jim gave us um, you know the best situation moving forward to not only utilize the, the personnel that we've recruited to, but um, has a really good uh, feel for what's going on in college football right now. So as he says, he's put in his 10,000 hours. I'm coming to eat your soul after I crap. Yeah, I, I promise you, it, it sounded way better this morning when I actually heard it live well, on Morning Juice. Well, that's why you have to listen live, Morning Juice 6 to 9, right here on The Fan. People don't know this, but any interview that happens on Morning Juice, when you replay it in the future, <laughs> it decays by half a life, just like nuclear fallout or something so just know if you listen to it again it'll just sound like a like that's all you'll hear it'll just sound like a walkie-talkie the sec wants to make sure no one ever leaves details next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from meister's bar traffic center Good afternoon. A serious accident still being watched right now. 270 eastbound at Westerville Road. An accident blocking the three right lanes. Traffic is heavily delayed in this area. Please avoid if possible. Only if the left lane remains open with emergency crews on scene. And traffic is stop and go from Cleveland. Traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Raise your hand if you like burritos. Put a Taco Bell $2 beefy melt burrito in that hand. Season beef with a three cheese blend. Put another beefy melt burrito in the other hand. You're welcome. At participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. Price participate vary at tax extra. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. On campus coming up at 448. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer in the 5 o'clock hour. Mike, I saw something that, uh, you know, I, I obviously don't know anything and very little that I would say I definitively know, but I don't know what the hell you just said in that sentence. Okay. If you asked me, so I don't claim to know a lot, but I'm right. saying if I you had asked me much, yes, I'm like Aaron Neville. I love you. If you asked me, can people do, is there surfer culture in Duluth, Minnesota? No, I would say no. I'm going to feel pretty confident in saying that's not the case. So that blew my mind today when I saw a, teet, a tweet and a tweet from Dan Cracker, 
who writes... There's, there's so many interesting little tidbits here. Dan writes for uh, MPR News, which is apparently up in Minnesota. Let him live. He said, surfers outside Duluth say the waves on Lake Superior today are the best in years. The downside, frigid sub-zero wind chills. Yeah, it is January. Well, Duluth and, is and known for two things. There's a picture of people surfing is what I'm trying to surfing say Surfing and Bob Dylan. That's right. From Duluth. As a matter oh. of fact, Bob Dylan's lyrics inspire the surfers. Do they? It was a cold day on Lake Superior. Across the dark day in Dallas, <laughs> November 63. I caught a big wave in January. A day that would live on in infamy. <laughs> I don't think this is what President surfers are listening to get hyped up. Maybe Minnesota surfers are. Past the pickled herring. Be living in a good day to die. <laughs> Why? Listen, I understand the people back in the 1800s who were like, what are we going to do for fun? And then they came up with really dangerous things to do. You have Twitter, you have Netflix, you have YouTube, you have a million things to do people now. People want to get out and why surf. You, why, yeah, but Be why? one with nature. Go surf in the summer. No. I got to assume in Duluth it's like 70 in the summer. Do you only get waves when it's sub-zero temperatures or sub-zero wind chills? What is they wrong want to be with these like people? Walruses out there. Well, that Bob in the cold water. That's what I think of when I think surfing culture. I think like giant walruses that roll around on their. Did bellies. you actually know? Like when Brian Wilson's writing all these songs, like Surf Safari and stuff like that. It had nothing to do with California. It was all yeah. Duluth. Oh, it was all Duluth inspired. Is that why the Beach Boys Christmas song is one of the dumbest lyrics of all time? Maybe he wrote that after he went surfing in Duluth and was like, uh, it's 10 degrees. I got to write something in this Christmas song. Christmas comes this time each year. The dumbest lyric ever written in a Christmas carol. Everyone knows what time it comes. Why are you writing that? Stupid. I hate that lyric. I got it. I don't think you do. Next time you're in Duluth, because we all are. Eventually, we just make our way there like zombies. People will come, Ray. Yeah. We just show up in Duluth. Why are we here? It's the surfing. Well, and right. And the pickled herring. Isn't there that uh, Duluth trading company that makes all those like, right. hey, do you want pants that you can, that'll withstand a gun blast Based right in to your Seattle. Leg? Right. Right. Not in but Duluth. They named themselves after Duluth to be like, Let, where's the coldest, toughest ombres? Now, maybe, Where do they, they, maybe they are from Duluth. I have no idea. But I always find it funny. That like Tommy Bahama is like, oh, hey, I'm on the beach, blah, blah, blah. They're in Seattle. That's where their headquarters are. Oh, is it? Seattle, Washington. See, I didn't know that. Starbucks headquarters, Portland. No, I'm just kidding. No. They're in Seattle. We're just naming things from Seattle now? Boeing? Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Uh, what Seattle's else got a lot Seattle? going on. They don't have the Sonics. I know that. No, but they got the Kraken. What's Kraken with the Kraken? Hopefully the Sonics come back, though. I don't want a team to move, but I do want Seattle to get the Sonics back. You want them to be named the Sonics. I want there to be a Seattle Sonics again. I want them to revive that franchise. I don't necessarily want some other team to lose theirs. I don't want them to get Oklahoma City thundered. I mean, I don't think the Seattle fans would even want that. But I do wish the Sonics would be back. That's just 90s bones saying, bring back one of the things I liked as a kid. Frazier, Seattle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, started in Boston. Yeah, well, from Boston, right? Left the accent like but Brian the, Kelly. The show. Don't ruin it for later. <laughs> don't ruin it. We don't really have an accent in Boston, John. 
I know that I obviously love Kelsey Grammer's portrayal of Fraser Crane, but could you imagine how great it would have been if the first episode he just showed up was like, oh, hey, how you doing, guys? I'm here from, C- I'm here from Boston. I'm here to do some little uh, psychoanalysis on you. Well, he was from Seattle originally. I know, and then, then he moved to was Boston, in Boston. But I'm so, I, wish, to I wish he would have picked up the accent. I see. As I don't know if you've heard this, Mike. Sometimes when people move to a new locale, they adopt the accent very it. quickly. He did pick up the alcoholism, though. Pick that up <laughs> fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's right. Uh, the SEC is trying to make it hard for teams to leave. Oh, yeah, that's why. That's that's my turn to talk now. Now your turn to talk. Yeah, uh, the withdrawal fees you for schools read looking. This story about the SEC. Uh, the SEC <laughs> still going. It's still it's going to be going. The SEC was one of the teams that did not put a withdrawal fee of much money on their teams, but that changed wow, apparently we have in 2021. To put a withdrawal fee. Nobody ever wants to. Leave. Nobody wants to leave the SEC until they do. They've now said that if you leave the league, there is a withdrawal fee of up to forty-five million dollars. Oof. If a member school is deemed to have, quote, withdrawn from the SEC by the league commissioner without notice, it will have to pay that fee. So I guess this was done after they said, oh, hey, Oklahoma and Texas are joining our league without notifying the commissioner. That's crazy. Better not let anything like that happen to us. Although I don't know who's leaving to go where. If we decided to play this entire, how long is this song, Teddy? Isn't it like 20 minutes? 12, I think it's like 12 oh, minutes 12? or something okay. like that. It's about 17 actually. 17 minutes. Split the difference. If we played this entire 17 minute song without interruption from us, how many ratings points do you think we would get out of that? Like mm. I think people would stay I, tuned for that. I don't think so. I think most people would say it was a funny bit for a minute or two. I'm going to go do something else now. <laughs> That's some people's whole commute. 17 they'd get minutes? in the car, they'd hear that song, they'd get out of the car, the song's still playing. Riding in the back seat next to my wood. <laughs> All right. Such a creepy thing. Heading straight on into the afterlife. Uh. Is an NFL coach optimistic or delusional? You make the call coming up next. And we play 17 minutes of this song. Of a song, of a song about assassination. I just want to be clear. It's not like it's a song about like yeah, wonderful that's, times. That's right. Story of America. What do we give? Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for on the roads right now. You are going to find some delays on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan on some backups in that area. And more delays on westbound 670 at 4th Street. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's Hot and Buttery Breakfast Biscuit Sandwich. It's better breakfast o'clock at Wendy's because it all starts with a better biscuit. Get hot and buttery Wendy's Breakfast Biscuits made with oven-baked bacon or savory sausage, fresh cracked egg and cheese. So don't risk your biscuit. Get Wendy's instead. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust.
Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Wednesday. Do me a favor. Go to wherever you get your audio. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. Click. Subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge every day. It's free. free. Do it now. Absolutely free. Uh, well, other than the you know $1,000 phone you have to listen to it on. Other than that, whatever. Absolutely free. Uh, Vic Fangio is the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Now, you tell me if this is optimistic or delusional. Broncos are 19 and 29 since they hired him to be their head coach. They're in the middle of a three-game losing streak. Um, he says he should be back next year. He also says they're on the cusp of something special. Maybe you can't see it now, but they're on the cusp. Now, um, I mean, I if you're asking me, do I think he's optimistic or delusional based off of that, or is there more that you want to... No, there's, there's that, but let me set this up a little bit okay, go more. Ahead. Because, you know, we look at teams like the Broncos and the Dolphins... Say, oh, they're right there. Are they? Where are they? Look at the Denver Broncos for a second. This team that's on the cusp. This is yet another year where you have inconsistent quarterback play. Teddy Bridgewater is fine for what he is when he's healthy, which is not often, by the way. Drew Locke is never going to be a starter in this league. That has been proven. I don't care how many times he says that he wants it and that if he can't get it in Denver, he'll try and get it someplace else. He's delusional then. He's not a starter in this league. So you're around 500. You don't know who your quarterback is. You're treading water. The Miami Dolphins, middle of the season, they had, well, what, five, six games in a row? Yeah. They were the hottest team in football for a little while, despite their victories coming against bad teams. They, too, have a big question mark at the quarterback position. Is it Tua? Is it someone else? Do you trade a lot of picks for Deshaun Watson when he settles all these civil cases in January? Who the hell knows? I don't know. But you have two franchises that think they're on the cusp of something because they're almost playoff teams. But in reality, are they? Or are they just lying to themselves because they can't find the one position they really need? A quarterback. Well, right. I think that a, let's say you take, to to use the example from the Bengals this year, that would be real easy to drop those guys in, right? Let's take Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and that's it, and drop them on either of those teams. Probably improves their situation from 7-9 and nine Denver Broncos to at least 9-7, and seven, wouldn't you say? Probably, probably yes, there's probably of a couple course. games that flip that way, but... So, so to your point, but they, yeah, but that's easier said than done. It's just uh, yes, dropping those two guys. I, right. I, I heard someone say that, like, oh, well, Tampa Bay was almost playoff team. Then Tom Brady came. Well, you know what? I I'll amend this discussion if, if they, an, another Tom Brady clones himself yes. and and goes to Miami next year. No, that I, I I agree with you on this. That the Broncos can tell themselves seven and nine were right there. Let's go look at who those seven wins were against, Mike. Let's play find the playoff team. Okay. They beat the Giants. They beat the Jags. They beat the Jets. They beat Washington and Dallas. They beat well, they're Dallas. Is your Dallas playoff is team. a playoff team, right? They beat the Chargers. Okay. Uh, Could be a playoff team. Those are and the Lions. Two that's, wins. That's who they beat. Yeah, two okay. wins all season long. And the Chargers are not guaranteed of being a playoff team. Now, let's look at all the teams they lost to. Steelers, Raiders, Browns. 
Uh, I missed one there. Oh, Ravens, Eagles, Chiefs, Bengals, Raiders, Chargers. Almost every team they lost to is a playoff team or was in the hunt up until the final couple weeks. So when they played really good teams or playoff, let's not even say really good, playoff caliber teams, they lost the majority of those games. When they played teams that are destined for top five picks, they won the majority of those games. So they're not, they're in the worst spot you can be in. Right. That's what I think. They are not, they are not a so bad that you might be firing everybody and, well, I mean, they may, but they're not so bad that they're going to get a top three pick and, and possibly get a guy who changes your franchise. They're also not good enough to make the playoffs in a league that has never allowed more playoff teams in. So you can delude yourself. And I don't, by the way, blame Vic Fangio at all. They ask him, what is he supposed to say? Like, yeah, I'm, I shouldn't be the head coach. I suck. Get rid of me. When Can you fire me now? One week before? Like, I don't blame him for trying to spin this in a way that says, I think we're close and I think I can fix it because I'm sure he wants to fix it. I'm sure he wants to get to the playoffs. I'm sure he wants to be there next year. But I don't think that's reality. I don't think this team is that close. And I acknowledge that it certainly would help if you had a better quarterback but how many of those teams that I just read to you that were, you know, borderline playoff teams or just bad teams, if they suddenly had Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase dropped on their roster, how many of those teams would we be saying, oh, that's a playoff team right there? There's probably a handful of them, at least in the NFL, that are on that same pathway with the Broncos. We said this for years when Jeff Fisher was a coach in this league, and every single year Jeff Fisher would be 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and... Seven, and they would say, oh, if he just gets one or two more pieces. But he never did. Just sort of hung around there. And to an extent, Marvin Lewis Bengal teams, too. Yeah. It's the, and they made the playoffs, those teams. But that's one of the worst positions to be in because you're not nearly good enough to go win the Super Bowl. And don't give me like, oh, we've seen nine and seven teams go win the Super Bowl. That does not happen often. If you have a, a miracle season, yes, of course, that could happen to you if everything falls the right way. But you're not any closer to being great because you're just stuck in mediocrity. No. And I don't, I, I under, this is the, the issue that I always have with pro sports teams where, you know, obviously playoffs are involved, which is all Americans pro sports teams. This notion of we're right there, guys, we might make the playoffs next year. Stop telling me about how good, how close you are or possibly making the playoffs or we were in the playoffs. That is not enough for me. The, all of, Pro sports in America are set up to have a lot of playoff teams to keep a lot of fan bases interested in it for a long time. Browns fans would not have been interested in the rest of this season if there were four playoff teams. We would have been out of it a month ago, right? Everyone, that even as tight as that race was, the, the whole point of the playoffs is to keep fans engaged and interested. That should not be your measuring stick for, is our team good or not? If you are trying, your measuring stick should be to try to win a championship. So just making the playoffs alone, but then sputtering and failing, that's not that to me does not signify you're on the right path. But certainly, if you are just one of these, well, we're close, we almost could, maybe next year make the playoffs, raise your expectations. Try to think of something higher than just, oh, we, we're 7-9, next year we'd be 9-7. and seven. So what? The Washington football team says they're going to reveal their new name on February 2nd. What the hell took so long? I have no idea, but... One thing we can rule out is the Wolves or the Red Wolves, which I guess has been a fan favorite. They've been rooting for that one. But the team says forget about it. And here's a quote as to why. 
Once we began looking into wolves, however, we became aware of a notable challenge. Trademarks held by other teams that would limit our ability to make the name our own. And without wolves, variations like red wolves wouldn't have been viable either for these and other reasons. Okay, let's talk about things before we talk about what we think the name is going to be or why it took so long. All right. This goes back to FedEx Field, Washington football team. This past weekend, you had a guardrail collapse. Almost fall on Jalen Hurts. Which right. I don't think got talked about enough. It was like, yeah. oh, those Eagles fans. And it's like, yeah, but if he picked the other side of the entrance to walk down, it was a wide you know, lane there for him to pick. He picked the right side. If he walks down the left side of that angle. Who the hell knows what happens? God, yeah, I don't I, even I don't think know. about the it. The weight of the, the structure and the people falling on him. That would have been Is the team going to the yeah. playoffs, it would have been absolutely horrible. But, you know, I... I've seen all these articles after the fact. Florio wrote about this. Other people have written about it. Oh, yeah, FedEx Field, it's a dump. Everybody knows dump, blah, blah, blah. This place opened in 1997. How are you telling me that an NFL stadium that is less than 25 years old is so bad of a dump that you're not surprised when parts of it start falling off in a National Football League that makes more money every single year? Dan Snyder is richer today than he was when he bought that team or when he built that stadium in 1997. Why are we asking those questions? Why doesn't the NFL have standards for the owners and the upkeep of those stadiums? Why are the why is the Washington football team saying, I know all of you like Red Wolves, and you know what, we, we like it too, but there's all these trademarks out there. Then pay people to get the name you want. Why are they running this like a minor league operation? And the commissioner and the other owners just sit around and say, well, it's their franchise. They can do what they want. No, clearly they can't because it's a clown show. It is a clown show. And to that point about the collapsing stadium, this idea of like, well, everyone knows it's a dump. It's 25 years old. Well, right. But also, do the other owners all share that opinion? And do the other owners not say... Hey, uh, as a fellow franchisee, I would be embarrassed if that happened at my stadium. I certainly wouldn't want that happening to any of our players at another stadium. That wasn't our player, and he didn't get hurt, but those weren't our fans either. But what if anyone got hurt there? There has to be a whether league they are standard fans, to whether, your point. Whether they are players, like it's unacceptable that this guy is able to run his organization i know he got slapped on the wrist and was told now your wife gets to run it oh okay so i guess he has no input but why well, then you know what come after her then fine why do the snyders why are they allowed to run a team as poorly as and i'm not talking about on the field stuff because that's different you can't always control how that goes right you can do your best but you can control how the stadium is built, how crappy the amenities are, how terrible you treat all your fans over decades, and why the NFL doesn't kick Dan Snyder out of the league. The answer is because all these owners are going, well, what if I have a crappy year or two like that? I don't want them to kick me out of the league. What Do you plan on being as crappy as this guy? It has nothing to do with having a crappy year. Like you just said, you know, you can't control the product on the field to some point. But you can control things like making sure people don't fall out of the stands. Well, that's what I'm saying is, and this is the sad reality. I think the reason more didn't happen with that whole, you know, auditing of the emails and everything that came out of that. I think more didn't happen with that because a lot of these NFL owners don't want to tell another one of their guys, 
hey, you can't own a team anymore because they're afraid of that that magnifying glass getting turned around on them and saying, hey, what's going on with your organization? What about this over here? What have you uh, what are you guys doing about that? That's a poor way to run a business, is it not? If you're saying, I don't want to fire the underperforming, underachiever no, I know loser that, in our, other, order, order, side our of it is, ownership group because I could be that underperforming loser at some point with my organization and how we build our stadium, and that's stupid. I know, but the other side of that is, I'm sure Jerry Jones is very tuned in, probably more so than he should be, about what goes on in that place, right? He built this mecca of football. He put all this thought and attention into it being the best place in the world. And now he's got to share his resources because all these NFL owners share profits. All right. That's the brilliance of the curse of the National Football League, depending on how you look at it. They all share profits. I got to share my money with a guy who won't even upgrade his stadium. Right. I got to share my money with this guy who's just going to put it in his pocket and not even make a safe, exciting atmosphere for his fans on Sunday, independent of what goes out on the field. That's right. embarrassing. Right. I, I, if there was a lawn care bonus in your neighborhood for, hey, if you keep your lawn looking nice, we'll give you $500 from the Homeowners Association. And then everyone in the neighborhood got the same bonus, no matter if they have dandelions, weeds, bare ground, no grass. Like, I would be mad if I was doing all the work to keep yeah, up my lawn exactly. and everybody else is getting that too. I don't understand why these owners don't stand up to Dan Snyder and say, this is unacceptable. Kick this guy out. My only conclusion I can draw is they're all thinking, oh, well, we're kind of crappy too. I don't think Jerry Jones feels that way. I don't think Arthur Blank feels that way. But there's a handful of other guys that probably fit in that category. But I think there's enough owners in that league to go, well... I hope I'm not ever called to do the carpet for the things we've got going wrong. Well, then fix your organization too, man. Don't don't be in that position like Dan Snyder is. All right, so what's the name going to be? We'll discuss. There is a leader in the clubhouse. And what would Michigan do if Harbaugh left? We'll discuss it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the right lane of 270 eastbound at Westerville Road. This accident is now in the clearing stages, but traffic is still slow from Cleveland Avenue as it recovers. Plan about a five-minute delay over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples helps your business grow with custom-printed sales and marketing materials. Now get 25% off custom-printed labels, postcards, flyers, brochures, and more when you spend $60 or more. In-store only. Offer ends on the 29th. See staples.com slash print for details. Staples, the working and learning store. Only an array with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Get in touch with your stupid. If worms had machine guns and birds wouldn't be scared of this is common man and t-bone on campus coming up at 448 name dropping with jeff rimmer in the five o'clock hour mike we were talking about surfing 
in Duluth, Minnesota, yep. on Lake Superior. Apparently, that's a thing. And I said, I didn't know they had surf culture in Duluth, Minnesota. I should have said, I didn't know we had surf culture in Ohio, up on Lake Erie. But surf Ohio is a thing. I got a message from my guy, Frankie Hadick, legendary U.S. men's national team and crew player. He, t- he sent me a message and said, listen to the show, talking surfing. I just surfed Lake Erie of about three did. weeks of ago. Of course he did. Let me tell you something right now about Frankie Hadick. There is nothing more on brand for that dude than, than surfing, surfing Lake Erie. Surfing anywhere because he is that people may not know about Frankie. He was a great soccer player. He was a like champion surfer and surfing is his passion above and beyond even soccer. But it would not surprise me that he would look at whatever, 30-degree water, whatever it was in Lake Erie, and was like, yeah, we could surf that. I'm good. Dude's a maniac, man. I hope I hope he's well. I haven't talked to him in a while, but yeah, Frankie, you're you're one of a kind, man, if you're surfing in Lake Erie. Is there a club of people that do this? Now I, I have so many questions. Washington football team says they will announce their new name on February 2nd, and that they're not going to pay. They, they love Red Wolves, love Wolves, and they know the fans love it too. But other teams have trademarks on that, and God forbid that they should open up their wallet and pay those other teams off. Does it not also sound like this is their way of saying, we didn't go with that, and we're going to throw some BS at you to it's say, oh, we couldn't, get, we couldn't get the trademark? You, know, like, I, I, you can, you you don't have to. Are you saying the Minnesota Timberwolves are preventing you from being the Washington Red Wolves or whatever you want to be? That's ridiculous. <sighs> it's stupid. It's stupid. We know it's stupid. It's stupid. Anyway... Uh, leader in the clubhouse is the Commanders, because I guess they registered a new private domain the other day, WashingtonCommanders.com. So they're thinking that may be the name. Some prop bets have this, where you can bet on what the new name is. Admirals is actually leader in the clubhouse at minus 500. Then it's Commanders at plus 275. Red Hogs, plus 700. Presidents, plus 850. Armada, Plus twelve hundred brigade, brigade. I can't say it. Brigade, plus twelve hundred yeah. defenders. Plus twelve hundred and sentinels. Uh, plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, the the admirals is also one of the websites that apparently redirects to their official website, the WashingtonFootball.com. So now they fixed that after people pointed it out, but. Yeah, Admirals is is the one that a lot of people are saying. I always thought they were going to the do name. something military with it. You know, if they if they were hell bent on not having any uh Native American connection to the name, they don't want something similar to the name. Right. I mean, obviously that's a that's a good direction to go in is away from that, but it doesn't surprise me that given what Washington DC is, it's the seat of government and there is a giant military presence there with the Pentagon. Like the the all the heads of military are there. You don't have to be like we're we're I don't know. You have to be too over the top with it. But I don't know if it's admirals. That could that could be all right. I'm not saying it's the best name I've ever heard, but it's certainly not awful. It depends on I would I I will say this. I think it mostly depends on what the logo looks like. If you've got some cheese ball looking dude. That you put on the side of the helmet? Why don't you just keep it like you have it now with the, the simple uniforms with the numbers on the side? That wouldn't be bad at all. People seem to enjoy that. Do you th- I, I tend to think they're going to want a logo, though. Well, you can have a logo. Oh, but just not on the you helmet, know, just you're like saying. The, yeah. You know, the bears have the, the roaring bear, 
But yeah. that's not on the side of the helmet. The C's on the side of the helmet. So you can have a, a logo, but right. you just don't choose to put it on the side of your helmet. That's interesting. I wonder if they would rebrand a team and then not, like, like maybe eventually that's where they would go with it. But I would tend to think the first few years they would want to say, hey, here's that logo and you can see it everywhere. Like the Browns have that little elf guy. Yes, you're right. And they don't put him on the helmet. No. Maybe the Haslam's would if left to their own devices. <laughs> I tend to think they probably would. Uh, Adam Rittenberg talking about meat chicken. There were reports yesterday that Jim Harbaugh could be looking towards the NFL again. And maybe the Raiders is a job that interests him. Um, I don't know if he'll wind up getting a new deal from Michigan and this all goes away or if this is real that he wants to go because he knows that this year is not sustainable for him. But Rittenberg, our guy from ESPN, said uh, some potential names if Jim Harbaugh goes away. Bill O'Brien, Alabama offensive coordinator, former Penn State head coach, tremendous butt chin. Coach butt chin. Coach butt chin. Yeah. Uh, he is on this list. Uh, they have guys in-house like Gaddis and Mike Hart, which I don't think either of those guys are ready to be head coaches I would love in the to Big see. Ten. You I, know what? I think Mike Hart is ready. Give him the job. <laughs> You'd like him to do Let's it? Let's let Mike Hart be the guy. Let's let Josh Gaddis be the guy. Go right ahead. Let's see what happens. You know, we keep talking about you know Michigan men and the attachment to the program. Throw that out the window. All right, that's gone now. Jim Harbaugh is the ultimate Michigan man if he decides to leave for the NFL. You shouldn't try and out-Michigan man Jim Harbaugh. It's impossible. So instead, here's what I think you should do. First of all, hire someone bad and inexperienced. But if right. you're not going right. to do that, two words. Coach Prime. <laughs> Deion Sanders. Coach Prime. Just go wanna, off the board. He doesn't want to come up to Michigan go and do that. Go off the board? Yes, he would. No, oh, are you he kidding? need to go to Michigan. Coach Prime would take that job. He's got it rolling right now. He'd be doing his end zone dance or riding around in his scooter. Saw, you know, it's it's really interesting. I don't know if you've seen some of the uh, you know footage that's out there of him in the locker room because they had a I want to say it was it a playoff game that they were in recently. I don't know his school. Well, anyway, there was a, a video that I saw a clip of him where he walked in and he stands in the locker room and he sees guys guys sitting around. They're getting ready for the game, right? They're getting their uniforms on. And he looks around, he puts his hands on his hips, and you can tell he's getting angry. And he turns around, and he's like, no cell phones! And he's like, if I catch you on a cell phone, you're not playing! And he, like, lit into these guys, and I thought, wow, it is incredible what happens when you are now a coach. I'm sure I, there weren't really the type of cell phones that we have now no, when Coach Prime was playing. Cell phone. Right, but I'm quite sure there would have been a time when Dion was playing if you had an iPhone where he might have been on it before a that's game fine. for a little he's bit. He's matured now. He's a coach now. Well, that's what I'm coach saying. Prime. Like, when you're, it's in, it's just, it's interesting to watch and fun to watch for me. Like a Deion Sanders evolve into a coach, and he's seemingly done a pretty good job. I don't know what it would be if he goes up to a level like Michigan, but I think he can do better than Michigan. Honestly, that's what I get to say. It amazes me how people who deal with football people on a daily basis don't understand how football people work. I will explain whatever the hell I'm talking about coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some heavy slowdowns to watch out for. You are going to find some backups on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Plan on delays in that area. And more slowdowns on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. That's going to be a five-minute delay. 
Traffic Report is sponsored by Allstate. Looking to save money this year? Look at Allstate. You can get the protection you need at the low rates you want. With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Only on Array with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Their BMI is higher than their IQ. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I want to remind all the listeners of all the entertainment that we give you every single day. Mm. Free of charge, except for your time. So if any of you listening to us right now happens to win the $630 million Powerball tonight, just remember to share it with us. Just all you have to do is give us $20 million. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. And then we'll buy our own radio station and do exactly the type of show that you want us to do. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> hey, man. You give me $20 give million? Me $20 million. Yeah, it'll be a radio show, all right. On the beach? Well, no, that's the the caveat. You can't. Oh, I see. You have to do it. All right. It's a gift, but it's only if you continue to do the show every single day. I didn't know that. Well, then, you know what? we have to provide entertainment for the people. Well, I didn't know if the person was just like, hey, I would pay you to go away. Here's $20 million. That is my dream. Please pay me to go away. Yeah. You want me to come in once a month and service you sexually? I'll do whatever the hell you want. Man, woman, I don't care. Dog, horse. (laughs) Preferably horse. A lot, of, a lot of horses walking in yeah. buying lotto tickets. Where do they keep the wallet exactly on the horse? No, don't answer that question. I don't want to know. Uh, you know what? It, it, it amazes me how people who cover football for a living have no idea how football guy thinks. So I'm reading this piece today about the weird scenario that could happen this Sunday with playoff seating in the AFC. If the Jags beat the Colts, then the Chargers and Raiders can both make the playoffs if they simply tie during their game on Sunday night. And so I'm reading stories from people who should know better, speculating about both teams showing up for Sunday night football, taking knees until the time runs out, and it's a tie game. And I can't believe we're having this discussion. Look. Yeah, maybe in a vacuum we could discuss how that may be the smart call to ensure that you're a playoff team. But have you ever met competitor football guy? There is no way in hell that's ever going to happen. The Chargers came out today and said there is no way in hell we're doing that. We are playing this game. The Raiders came out today and said there is no way we are doing that. We are playing this game. Why are people wasting their time talking about this being an actual thing that could happen? Well... To your point, I mean, we're not even talking about that's not even that is football guy, but it does it goes beyond football guy, right? How many times in world history would have been better if two countries looked at each other and said, Hey, you know what? You keep your stuff, we'll keep our stuff. Let's just agree to let each other live and we won't have a war. And then the other countries are like, No, it's winner take all. And they're like, All right, I guess we got to do that. And so then they have a war. 
For no reason. It only takes one to decide we're going to have a war. Right. So if one of them decides to do it, then they both have to. So that is not just football guy. That is dumb human thing. Here's what I would do. I would say, let's say I'm the Raiders, okay? Who's their interim head coach? Uh, Rich Bisaccia. All right. Rich Bisacci, Bisaccia. My guy? I go up to the Chargers and I say, hey, Ty, right? We're just kneeling? Yeah. Let's just agree. Shake hands. Good. The whole game. Kneel. Kneel. Neil, Neil, last play of the game, I run it in for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, well, that's what it. I would do. You know what's funny is if you really want to study like how the Cold War kind of happened, this, there's a little bit of that here where it's like, well, we would get rid of all of our nuclear warheads, and they say they're going to get rid of all theirs. Oh, all but, right, fine. But. but what if they just kept one? Exactly. And if they keep one, then last we need one. Last play of the game, I run in for a touchdown. <laughs> And since Jokes we kept, you, don't. and since we don't know that you're not going to do that, the last play of the game, we're going to run it in. The last time we think we're going to have it, we're going to do it. And then right. in the fourth quarter, it's like a hundred points, right? Like this is this is all of human history. This is what happens. But let's just sit there for a second and talk about it. If everyone could have a clear head in this utopia of football, if that scenario played out, the smart play would be to get both of them to sign a blood contract saying we both want to go to the playoffs, right? We can we both want a pseudo bye week, right? We can control our destiny. We can play no we can play our we can play kickers. We can just play a kicker. All our guys get healthy. Yeah. Right, there's no risk there. No risk there. We know we're getting in. Mm-hmm. We can know who's going to who we're going to play and we can start scouting them now. Yes. We already know the matchups. We can just go but ahead and plan all that. It will and never happen. Of course it won't because humans are stupid. <laughs> Not necessarily even football guy. Humans. Because all it takes is one human in that locker room to go, guys, this is BS. They don't want us to play. I'm going to play. And then another guy's like, yeah, I'm going to play. And then all of a sudden it's like, go yeah, on, play, coach. Ah! And then the next thing they know is like, all right, guys, you ready to do that tie we agreed on? We signed a pact in blood. It's like, no, our guys are out for blood. Screw you. And they're like, screw you. And then one of them is missing the playoffs. And they're all going to be home like, how did this happen? Life is unfair. Instagram, I'm going to miss this, Jim. Yeah, you idiots. You could have <laughs> you could have gone to the playoffs. But instead, you're going to have somebody that you love on Instagram saying, I guess I won't be going to Planet Fitness anymore. We have to rewind now. because stupid! Now you brought it up. I'm going to miss this, Jim. (laughs) Explain to people what that is in reference to. There's there's an Instagram post from Baker Mayfield. Emily Mayfield. Emily Wilkinson. Whatever she is. She's spreading her joy on Instagram. (sighs) This is her job. There was a picture posted where she said, I'm going to miss this gym. And it was just a picture of the gym. Why are you leaving? What does this mean? And so presumably that's, I'm going to guess optimistically or or whatever you want to say. I'm not even, I don't really care. I don't want Baker Mayfield to come back. But I'm going to say that she will then later, if there is blowback on that, say, I just meant for the off season because we're going to our home in Texas. That's what these people do. They take these passive-aggressive shots on social media, and then when people make a big deal out of it, they know exactly what they're doing, by the way. Yes. They know exactly what they're doing because creating they want to stay drama. relevant. Right. They're creating drama because they can and because they have the power to. And then once that drama is created, that person will come out later and say, Jesus, guys, I just took a picture of a gym. 
All right. right? I would just say right. goodbye to my gym. It means nothing. God, get a life. You get a life. You make $9 million a year watching a gym in your house, dude. What are you going to Anytime Fitness for? Get a Northern <laughs> track in the basement. What's the matter with you? Yeah, that is also a very good point that next year, Baker Mayfield, and, and please resist the urge, those of you who are going to feel bad for poor Bakes, if it turns out that the Browns have soured upon him and you're going to say, wow, he's getting a raw deal, man. Raw deal. He got injured. They made him go out there. They didn't shut him down. They were forcing him to say, I don't want to play. And he wouldn't do that because he's Baker Mayfield. And they knew that they were trying to screw him over. Well, I hope in my life I get screwed over by someone giving me $27 million over two years, please. And guaranteed 18 million next year is what he's getting. That's the part of this 27. I'm talking about next year. If he doesn't play a snap for anyone in the NFL, he's getting $18 million, 18, nine. 19 million. <sighs> Goodbye, treadmill. <laughs> I'll miss you. I'll see you later, Baker. I'm just going to the gym with a hundred of my good friends during a pandemic. Hope you test negative this week. Bye. <laughs> Stay in your house. <laughs> We're right. In in their case, you couldn't miss. You did miss games because of COVID positive tests. Like, look, maybe, I'm, look I'm not saying that's why, but I always find it funny when people like her have to go to the gym. You're going to the gym because you want to go. All right, You want to be seen. You want to do your thing in front of other people. That's why you're on social media taking pictures of the treadmill you're going to miss. All right, You could very easily do the same workout in your 8,000 square foot house that you have. Yes, people of, of that level yes, of income. people of those means. Timmy and I were talking about this when you were gone, about one of the ultimate flexes in life. Is to, you know, because guys, Jay Leno has that ridiculous garage with millions and millions of dollars of cars, right? Yeah. But another great flex is Jordan Speed, Speed, among others who have tweeted out their spread. They have a, they have a garage with a few nice cars in it, but in that garage, there's a hardwood floor and a basketball hoop. They have their own private basketball court. Of course they That's do. That's a huge flex. Yes. That's a great flex. And I don't know why you wouldn't want to have that as opposed to, I mean, again, for normal people, yeah, it's fine to go to the gym, get your exercise, and that's awesome. But if you've got tens of millions of dollars, why not build it yourself and stay home? When I first started working in radio, um, I was working on this guy's show, longtime host in the business, made some money, not $10 million a year money, okay, but at the time, probably eight hundred grand to a million dollars a year money Okay, for that's radio. Pretty, that's pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. right? And he invited all the staff to his house. For a barbecue. All right. So we went in the house. Beautiful house. Beautiful house. Walk in the house. Hey, I want to show you the basement. So we all go down to the basement. Beautiful basement. Yeah. Movie theater, wine cellar, all the things you would expect a house of this caliber to have. He says, let's go down to the lower level. I said, we're, we're not in the lower level. We're this in the, is basement. the basement. No, they dug further into <laughs> the earth and there was a half court basketball court. In his house. I'm under not talking, the basement? I'm not talking about a garage. I'm not talking about a converted barn. It was under his already existing basement. Oh, my Lord. Half-court basketball. And this is a guy who probably made a million dollars a year, let alone the nine that Baker made right. this year. Right. And you're telling me you can't make a little gym in your house? I tell you what, I if I had, if, if I had known you back then, I would have begged you to go play at the subterranean basketball gym. That was I, the only time I saw it. I would have. I, well, I would have said I, I need to meet this person. 
I would have wanted Let to go. Let me tell you something. You don't need to meet him. Maybe that would First have changed. Of all, now he's dead now. Oh, well then, what's he doing he with that gym? He died. What's happening to that gym? Anybody know about that? <laughs> what's going on with he's that? He's still there. His rotting corpse is oh, still there. Is that where he is? He entombed mm-hmm. in the gym? That's right. We can work around that. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane of I-71 northbound before 670. ODOT crews are now on scene, but plan on some heavy slowdowns. And more delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is backed up there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Raise your hand if you like burritos. Put a Taco Bell $2 beefy melt burrito in that hand. Season beef with a three cheese blend. Put another beefy melt burrito in the other hand. You're welcome. At participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time, price and participation may vary. Tax extra. Only an array with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Stupid impressions and bad math. This is Common Man and T-Bone. On campus, coming up in mere moments, name dropping with Jeff Rimmer in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Ohio State football getting a transfer. Tanner McAllister started every single game for the Oklahoma State defense last year. His coordinator was, of course, Jim Knowles, who was coming in and being and will be the new Ohio State defensive coordinator. Uh, what is this guy? He's a safety. Yeah, so a guy who played for them for a few years and definitely racked up some numbers and was a part of their defense. That's that's a good sign, right? Having a veteran guy come over that can you know help you out, I would think. And certainly with trying to turn this defense over a little bit to what he wants to run, it probably doesn't hurt to have a leader like that. So that's not a bad idea. We we live in an era, not just with star rankings coming out of high school, but now we have star rankings in the transfer portal. Okay. All right. He is listed as a four-star transfer portal guy. That's, I got to say, that's the first time I've seen that. Well, maybe get it's, used to it, Maybe buddy. it's been out there, but. He's yeah, 5'11", 195. It said he was a three-star guy coming out of high school. Three-star guy out of high school. Yeah. He's, he's added a star. He's a four-star poor right. guy. Well, that's what I mean. Is he, He's a guy who's been around this and, and seems like he understands the system. So that I, that would seem to be a good get there for the, from the transfer portal for the Buckeyes. On campus, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. On campus, the latest college sports news and notes. Bone. Well, man, Oklahoma has landed a commitment from UCF transfer quarterback Dylan Gabriel. He announced after entering the transfer portal that he would be moving on. Initially, he was going to transfer to UCLA. That's what he said in mid-December, but he has flipped to the Sooners. Flip! As of Monday. Dylan so. Gabriel sounds like a guy who would be the cruiserweight champion, doesn't oh, he? yeah, absolutely. Doing hurricane runners off the top rope. Dylan yeah. Gabriel. Well, and he threw for over 8,000 yards, 70 touchdowns, and only 14 picks in 26 games with UCF. Suffered a broken collarbone in the final moments of their third game of this year. So he should be back and good to go next year. So... Oklahoma, that's an interesting get for them. Obviously, there's a reason why they need a quarterback. More on that coming up. Uh, Coach K, he had some words with Georgia Tech star 
Michael DeVoe My guy. in their game this uh, past evening, last night, as they were trying to you know show that they're one of the best teams in the country. They went in and knocked off Georgia Tech 69 to 57, but that win came with this extracurricular drama involving Coach K and the star guard. Basically, it appeared that Michael DeVoe pointed at Krzyzewski after making a layup with about five minutes left to go to kind of get the Yellow Jackets back into this game. You don't know who you're talking to. Coach K then had, he he was signaling for a timeout. It did not sit well with him. He had a long discussion with an official after the exchange. Uh, and despite the fact the teams did not go through traditional pregame, the postgame handshake line, Coach K said he spoke to DeVoe after the game and then had a long talk with Josh Pastner. So on his way out, he's going to lecture everybody and tell them that's not the way you act. Even though I'm sure Duke has had more than a couple players who have occasionally, you know, made some gestures and been hyped when they played. I don't know. I just, Coach K strikes me as a guy who's, if one of his guys did that, yeah, he'd probably yell if it was in certain situations. But how many Duke players have showed up another team's player and, and that's been okay? I'm just saying, I, whatever, Coach K. I find you to be a bit of a hypocrite. Well, I don't, I don't feel like that was his issue. I think he felt like he was showing him up, that he was talking to well, him. right, but... What's the difference, man? Well, You're all humans I, in this I, game. I, I, I know you I know there's, you're a legendary coach, but there's respect there. You shouldn't be talking to a coach during a game. Well, then you know what? Let, here's what I would say if I'm coach K. That's on his coach to handle that. And his his coach did say after the fact, I'm going to have a conversation with him because it's disrespectful. That's fine, but I don't know. I just feel like it's it's weird when you have to ask for your own respect. That's what I'm saying. For coach K, you should be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I've, I've had that happen before. Who cares? Guys get hyped up in a game. It's fine. They're playing. They're excited." I, I wouldn't want my guys doing that, but I also acknowledge it's a it's an impassionate game. I appreciate his passion. That's the way I would think you'd want to handle it, but I'm not Coach K. Uh, let's we, know, see. we know this. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, to go back to the college football world for a second, I saw this and I find it very interesting. There's a, a medical professional speaking out about the fact that they think there need to be more medical observers. Uh, Rob Rod Walters is this guy's name. He's a Big 12 medical observer, and he had sent some memos that were obtained by CBS Sports, basically saying that there's a lot of times where players are not evaluated properly or that enough players with concussion issues in college football, they're not getting seen during the game. He, he mentioned the fact that they try to cover all their bases and watch as many of these games as they can. But one of the things that brought this up and why he wrote these memos was the Buckeye game in the Rose Bowl where Utah quarterback Cam Rising had an injury and was knocked out of the game with a head injury, said that he presented a fencing posture that is an indication of an acute concussive injury. He said at that point, there was something that should have been done quicker by officials and there should have been some notification from the observers that were watching to say, hey, this needs to be a stoppage, not just a regular injury timeout. You need to get this guy out of the game. What is a fencing posture? They came out to ask him if he was all right, and he said, on guard. <laughs> well, no, you know what it is? It's that you've seen this, right? When a guy gets hit in the head and their arms go up to like a 90 degree angle, like involuntarily. That's a real thing when you all get right. a concussion. Right. If you watch and it's it's weird. I'm surprised more NFL games don't do this. There's been times where they're like, oh, that guy, what's he? He's got his arms. And it's like, yeah, he got a concussion and his body is reacting. And they're just like zooming in like, look at his funny arms. And it's like, no, that's a that's a concussion thing. That's a clear thing. It's it's weird. The TV networks have not 
totally clued in on that. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find 71 northbound before 670. There are some delays in that area. An earlier disabled vehicle has been cleared, but traffic is still recovering. And an accident involving injuries on West Broad Street at Hague Avenue. Plan on slowdowns here as well and use caution. Traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If New Year calls for more hiring, check out Indeed, the all-in-one hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor your first job post today after visiting Indeed.com slash credit. Eliana Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Extra large, extra stupid. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer at 534. What was I going to say to you? I don't know. I had something to say. Yeah? Here to talk about your favorite new baseball team, the New York Mets, with your guy. We haven't got to talk about this. Who's my guy? Buck Showalter? Buck Showalter, your guy. You know what, Buck? Uh, when we used to talk to people, he used to come on the show, and Buck cut his teeth in town with the Clippers before he uh, became Yankees manager. Mm-hmm. Buck is one of the all-time great baseball minds. He sort of gets labeled, I think, unfairly as a stick in the mud. I've always found him to be engaging and funny and personable. And I didn't think had a place in modern baseball because, look, man, that's not to say that all old guys are good because I've had my issues with Tony La Russa, who was old as dirt and the manager of my baseball team. Mm-hmm. But we sometimes get stuck in a rut saying, oh, well, 32-year-old GM guy can call a better game from up in the booth than the manager on the field. And... There's room for 32-year-old GM guy and stat guy and saying, well, what usually happens in these situations? Let's analyze it. But having a guy on the field who has an innate sense of what he should do in that moment without having to look at a piece of paper is so valuable, and Buck Showalter is that guy. Right. I mean, I, I tend to think there are a lot of people who can use analytics and be right a lot of the time. But just like these guys who end up being brilliant at picking stocks, Right there's there's all kinds of analytics that go into that, but there's a few of them that separate that are the guys who say, you know what, that particular stock doesn't have all the little candles and up and down things that we want to see, and all the numbers don't make sense. Up and down things is the technical term. Candles? By the way. Yeah, it's like the little red and green up and down things. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. But he might say, I believe in that company because I just have a hunch, and yeah. then it's right. And he makes billions of dollars. By the way, that guy owns the Mets. Like one of those guys who's really good at that owns the Mets. And then he said, let me go get someone in, in fairness to him. Good job. Get someone who can come in here and say, yeah, I know what your numbers are saying, but I'm going to go with this hunch. But if anyone's going to stand up to the GMs that are, you know, up in the booth calling the game and the 
people that are sending you notes every five seconds. A guy like Buck Showalter still might have the spine to do it. Well, Buck doesn't take that job unless he gets assurances that it starts and ends with him. Right. On the field of play. I'd be shocked if he went for anything otherwise. Well, I bring that up, too, because I saw today, and I know this is scratching you right where you itch, the Mets added Joey Cora to Buck Showalter's coaching staff, and he's your guy, too. He is my guy. Was I still the, have uh, the Mets hat, by the way. I may have to wear it next you, year. Yeah, I know. You you bought in when the Mets went to the World Series, well, and no, I appreciated when, that. When the Mets were playing the Cubs. Oh, that's right, right, right. Sorry, I confused it that. Was that the was Mets the Mets were playing year. the yeah, Cubs yeah, yeah. in the playoffs, and I went all in with you, and I got a Mets hat. <laughs> I still have it. I may have to break it out. Yeah. Well, there you go. Because I'm just a millennial flip-flopper. I will flop and flip. Hey, man, that's where I am on the NBA. I'm just, I, I'm just, I bought a bunch of NBA hats. I enjoy the NBA. Whatever suits my fancy, that's what I'm wearing. But, you know, we have this in all other walks of life, too. It's not exclusive to sports where it's, you know, guys who work on field. And not everybody can do this, by the way. That's why it's a highly specialized skill. There are lots of guys that work on feel, and they're often wrong. Fear, feel, and instinct. But, you know, we were talking about, uh, all three of us were talking about Dave Grohl because Teddy loves Foo Fighters. And, I love the Foo Fighters. They're great. Okay, well, that's fine. But Teddy read Dave Grohl's book. I am just about finished reading Dave Grohl's book. And, you know, whether you like that type of music or not, Dave Grohl can play the drums. He can play the guitar. Well, the first he, Foo Fighters album was he played every right. single instrument. He can play right. bass. He can, he, can, he can play all of the instruments. He cannot read one note of music. Nope. He does everything and writes everything and learns everything on instinct and feel. We can't just eliminate that from society and say we have no place for that. Well, yeah, but if you said analytically, is someone who has not able to read notes going to build one of the most successful rock bands of all time? Logic analytics would, would say, say no. Well, analytics would say too, 99.999% exactly of the time, that's right. not going to work exactly out. Exactly right. And then you miss out on the Dave Grohl. I'm not saying that's how you live your life is, yeah, there's a 0.01% chance though it could work. I get that. The point in sports is... We pay these coaches a lot of money, these managers in baseball, to be able to say, it's the bottom of the ninth. This is a game that could send us to the playoffs or could win us this playoff series or whatever. I'm going to go against what the numbers say. And if you don't like it, come see me after the game and I'll tell you why How I did it. How often have we heard this? But you got to do what's right by you. You got to get up the next morning and say, I made the right decision, even if it didn't work out. The manager who walks to the mound in the eighth inning Looks at his starting pitcher in the eye. By the way, your joke here that a starting pitcher is on the mound in the eighth <laughs> inning. But walks to the mound in the eighth inning and says, look at me. What do you have left? Mm -hmm. Right? There is not a sheet you can look at and say, what does he have left? I don't know. You have to look in that guy's eyes and you're going to ride and die with your gut feeling. That's how champions are created in that moment. On the mound and in the dugout. And I think we've lost part of that. With sports, because we've come, we become so stat obsessed and analytics obsessed. We've lost that feeling part. It's not against stats and analytics. It's saying no, that it's stats and analytics are a great tool. But you know what else is a tool? Your gut, your instinct, right? Your and training. It, <laughs> there are, if you've ever looked at a toolbox, there's a lot of different tools because there's a lot of different things that need to be done for any job. So you can't just say, "I'm going to use the hammer and I only use this hammer." Well. You may not need that on a certain day. Some days you may need a lot of hammering. So that's that's what analytics are to me. Rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Jackets look like garbage again. Lose to Tampa 7-2. They are in Jersey for the Devils tomorrow. 
Another frustrating game to watch, man. Look, I know Jackets are dealing with illness. Everybody is. All right? This whole league is dealing with illness. Here's what I know. This team looks like they don't belong on the ice during large stretches of all of these games. And Tampa comes in. Oh, Tampa's good. Yeah, Tampa came in, losers of three in a row, licking their wounds. And they sashay in here and have no problems. I understand they're young. I understand we've heard this a million times. They're probably rebuilding. And what we saw early in the season was fool's gold. Got it. Does that mean that you just go out there and don't even show any fight whatsoever? That's what this team looks like right now when they hit the ice. A team that has accepted their fate before the game even starts. Yeah, and that's a problem, man. You can't you can't have two straight games where you give up seven goals. That's just that's not okay. And and if you watched last night, I mean, it, it could have been fifteen. No, right. I mean, they, they they Corpy was good. Well, right, but I'm saying. Tampa Bay basically pulled back after they scored. I mean, they weren't even... Some of those goals at the end were just like, yeah, all right, we know we're winning. And then, I mean, the last one was just... What do you... It, it looked... I forget who scored it, but for Tampa, he basically looked like, well, the net is wide open. I'm standing here almost like in a defensive posture. The puck is literally at my feet, and all I have to do is slide it across the ice. I guess I will. It was almost like he was pained to say, I, I guess I'll score this. You guys don't even want to stop these easy shots we're putting in. I guess we'll do it. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer coming up at 534. Yeah. Bengal news today. Uh, Joe Burrow says he does not expect to play on Sunday. There is an outside chance that they can get the number one seed in the AFC. It is very outside, not worth the risk for me. Not worth the risk for Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow, so he's going to sit out. Joe Mixon has tested positive for the virus, so he is out, which could be a blessing in disguise. Although, of course, this always comes with the caveat that everybody goes through this fine and they feel okay, which it seems like everybody will. But you don't want to have guys testing positive before a playoff game. Joe Mixon has now taken that off of the table. Joe Burrow talked about how he's very fearful. His worst nightmare is testing positive right before the playoff game, and he can't go out there and help his team. There's part of me that says Joe Burrow should go up to Joe Mixon, kiss him on the mouth today, and get it over with. I know that's not going to happen. You know what you've accidentally just done is now set off a researching wormhole that I will be on tonight to go, which playoff-bound team had the most COVID throughout the season? You don't think so there are then, people in Vegas right. trying to figure that so out then we right can now? Look ahead and say, all right, which team's starting quarterback already had COVID? All right, bump them up a well, little bit, right? We know, you we go know down Carson Wentz just had it. Yeah. So he's probably got antibodies for at least 90 days, which should take him almost to the end of the playoffs. Right. I mean, that that is something that is a weird thing to factor in, but if your team has not had a huge bout of COVID or if some of your star players have not caught it, Maybe, unfortunately, that could put you at a disadvantage because if you contract it and you're fine, but you test positive, you might have to set out a playoff game and that could be the difference. I don't know why I said almost to the end of the playoff. 90 days yeah, yeah. would more take you to like March, that would wouldn't take, it? That would take you to, yes. You'd be into March Madness at that point. Okay. So you could play for the opening round of the tournament. He could play for the USFL. There you go. What are you talking over the, the Sorry. Thing? Well, he that started talking and you were playing and it just happened. It's fine. I had a joke. It was, <laughs> that's right. Never done, Never shy away from that, Ted. I agree. Uh, we had weird football last night. The Texas Bowl, I'm sure you all watched. LSU lost to Kansas State. LSU mm. finishes the season 6-7. and seven. The first time they finished below 500 since 1999. Uh, LSU, sanctity of the Bowls, man. You well, here, I'm going to talk about the sanctity of the Bowls here, Herbie. 
because LSU had a wide receiver playing quarterback last night. Now they had struggles, right, with 39 scholarship players available for this game. But I was thinking to myself, man, they can't even put a quarterback out there. Well, they could have. Garrett Newsmeyer was there, and he's a he's a freshman. But they wanted to preserve his redshirt status, so they held him out of the game last night. You know, Herbie goes out of his way to criticize these players for not wanting it. They're just a different breed than when he played. Because you never would look at a bowl game and say, that doesn't matter. Yet you have a coaching staff here over at LSU saying, we have a perfectly good quarterback right here. We can put him out there and maybe go out there and win this bowl game against Kansas State. Instead, they disrespected the game. And they said, we're going to take the extra year of eligibility and we'll have a wide receiver start at quarterback instead. Those rat bastards. Well, I would guess everybody at LSU must just really hate the game of football. Because if they loved it, they would want anybody who's available to play in that game. That very meaningful game. That, by the way, Mike, is it is it is a sanctified bowl game that counts and matters a lot. And it is not ruined by the fact that we already watched playoff games before it and after it. Right? That's why I'm told we can't have this expanded playoffs yet because they want to protect the bowls. You got bowl games going now. You got bowl games going after the semifinals. You had them on New Year's Day, obviously. So I don't know what that point is. I don't know why they're so worried about that. Give us the expanded playoffs we want. Put them at home sites. Let's go. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. New LSU coach Brian Kelly explain his explains his weird southern accent. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening, an accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on Neal Avenue south of Battles Road. It is causing slowdowns in this area. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful. And an accident also involving injuries on West Broad Street at Hague Avenue. Still working to get this one clear from the roadway. Caution is advised. Traffic Report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get a real healthy start to the new year at Fresh Time's biggest sale of the year. January 5th through the 11th. Save 30% on over 5,000 vitamins and body care products from immune-boosting supplements to nourishing skin care. Fresh Time Market. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Prepare your non-beef jerky insides for what's about to happen to them. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer is coming up at five thirty-four. Are you singing that? I don't. I don't know why I am. Okay, I don't know. that's fine. Um, Brian Kelly, the new head coach over at LSU, when he first went down south, he addressed a crowd at a LSU basketball game with a weird Southern accent. Well, weird because he's not from the South. He's from Boston. Didn't exist 12 hours before that. He's never coached anywhere south of Cincinnati. So people wondered where this Southern accent was coming from. He did address it. Yeah. On the broadcast last night of this bowl game, the Texas Bowl, 
He was first asked about the awkward dance that he did with five-star quarterback recruit Walker Howard, which, if you didn't see that, it was also bizarre. Yeah. He said, well, listen, Walker Howard is a five-star quarterback. You know, you got to do what your quarterback asks. If he says you got to dance, why wouldn't you dance? And what Brian Kelly has just summed up there is why there are some people who still say, yeah, I know you can make $100 million. I'm not coaching college football. Mm-hmm. That's why that is Mike Tomlin. Oh, Mike that Tomlin. That thing right there where he said there's not a booster <laughs> Are you with kidding? a checkbook big enough. I'm not dancing for some idiot five-star recruit in if, a little light-up room. Let me room. tell you something, man. If a 17-year-old looked at Mike Tomlin and said, Coach, dance for me, Mike Tomlin would have punched him. Oh, Mike Tomlin, yes, would beat his ass and say, you can get out of I'm here. I'm not saying Mike Tomlin's the greatest coach ever, but he's... He ain't doing that. <laughs> He's not a chance. Uh, so then there was uh, the question about his Southern accent. And he was talking about how he had a few things that went viral and he got made fun of. He said, whether it was dancing or I couldn't get my accent down. Listen, I'm from Boston. We don't have strong accents. Look, I, I assume he has to be saying that in jest. Well, right? I, he can't possibly mean that. I watched the clip. I didn't see it live when it happened, but I watched the clip of it that was only about 13 seconds that was going around the internet, and it looked like he was saying it legitimately, but it cut off right after he said, we're not known for our strong accents. I don't know if there was like a, ha, 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 yes, coach, <laughs> yes, so good of you to joke about that thing we all know is not true. And he said, ha, ha, yeah, I'm just kidding. You know, guys, I, I have a big Boston accent. I just don't bring it out very often. But then did you see the end of his quote? No. He said what? He said, the end of the day, this is really about, I want to be a part of this community. I want to be part of Louisiana. I want to really immerse myself in Louisiana in this community. I'm so excited to be down here in Baton Rouge. It doesn't explain why you're being weird, right? I yeah, get this is weird. Like I want to be a part of any community I live in, but it would be weird if I showed up and just started mimicking the locals in everything in a few things. Sure. You decide to have some more crawfish in your sure, diet. Why That's not? fine. But Maybe not going down and be like, I'm glad my family is down. I'll say, I'll say a foghorn and leghorn here. Like, you don't have to go that far, which is what he did. Brian Kelly is showing up to a recruit's house today in blackface. <laughs> like, I just want to relate to you. Just want to relate to your culture. Right. There's, there's a step too far. A big uh, step too I far. I just want to point out that Boston people, not known for their accents at all. Please, I, please I, let me remind you of this with dead Boston Mayor Tom Menino. I'd have a couple clips here for you. In Boston, we have an amazing set of remarkable athletes whose action in a moment have become ionic. Havlicek stole the ball, Fisk waving the ball fair, Flurry launched the Hail Mary pass, Veritek splitting the uprights. Tom Menino and Jim Harbaugh actually remind me a lot of each other. How is that? Because when I look at Jim Harbaugh talk to anyone, it's like he's working hard to impersonate a human. <laughs> it's like That's, yes. he's thinking, how would a regular human act in this situation? I'll try and mimic that. It's like if an alien came down from Earth, inhabited someone's body, and tried to mimic what they've seen other humans act like. That's what Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh reminds me Harbaugh! That's Jim what Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh reminds me of. Tom Menino also has that same look to him. Yeah. Where it just looks like he's an alien from another planet 
He's trying to mimic what he's heard other people say. He really doesn't understand anything about what he's talking about. Here is Tom Menino talking about sports and somehow a cookie. Much like a cookie, I predict the Yankee dynasty will crumble. And the results will be delicious for Red Sox fans. <laughs> he's like thinking. It it's, it's like if you gave you or me something in Swedish. We would and give us a card that said, read these sentences in Swedish. We'd be like, uh, Boston fans love to go to Fenway Park. And it's like, you, I, First you of all, don't wouldn't have say the Fenway inflection. Park, Fenway Stadium. Fenway Stadium. Where Charlton Fisk waved <laughs> the ball fair. Charleston <laughs> Chew. Kevin Granite, one of the best Celtics to ever play basketball in Boston. Like, what are you? I don't understand how that man won multiple, multiple elections. Multiple. Multiple elections. Be careful with that phrase, kids. Multiple elections. He won in Boston. <laughs> Let him live. Uh Nino, I miss you. Yeah, he's, he sadly you. has passed on. And but... when Jim Harbaugh leaves, I'll miss him. Does it not stun you that someone... I'm not saying that public speaking is the only thing that should matter. It obviously, in the grand scheme of things, when you lead a large economy or a big company or a country or a whatever, yeah, university... Public office, it kind of does well, matter. Well, I'm saying, like, I would rather have someone who is super intelligent and knows the right... makes the right decision every time for whatever they're leading, but maybe when they get in front of cameras, they don't exactly do the best job. As long as you're doing the right thing when it comes time to sign the bill or fund the thing or whatever, I'd rather have that. But it is odd to me that that guy was the mayor of not just any town, Boston, Massachusetts. And I guess because he sounded like other people in Boston, but he couldn't have, right? Either that I can't or he had all the unions in his back well, pocket. Maybe that something. too. I don't know. That guy just, I, he had the Boston accent clearly but didn't have any of the cadence that you would expect from someone who talks to people on a regular basis. Now, Mr. Mayor, what if we did something about, like, the cookie crumbling? You think you can handle that? Put it on a card. I have to read cookie it. Cookie crumble. I can't remember this. Put it on a card. <laughs> Much like Baratech splitting the uprights. Cookie crumble. No, you're, mix, you're mixing up the two speeches no, I know. now, I'm Mr. Mayor. I'm just adding in because he's just going off. He's gone. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash on West Broad Street at Hague Avenue. Still working to get this one cleared out of the roadway. Traffic is slow in this area. And more delays on Neal Avenue south of Buttles Avenue. Another accident involving injuries. Careful here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get a real healthy start to the new year at Fresh Time's biggest sale of the year. January 5th through the 11th. Save 30% on over 5,000 vitamins and body care products from immune-boosting supplements to nourishing skin care. Fresh Time Market. Get real. Only an array with fan traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. 
as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Common Man and T-Bones. Name dropping with the biggest name dropper of them all, the CBJ's Jeff Remmer. Sponsored by Buyers Imports by the Airport. Every single Wednesday this here time, we talk to our guy, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets. It's name dropping with Jeff Rimmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Happy New Year, Rims. And Happy New Year to you and all the listeners at 97.1 that uh, certainly turned into uh, Man and Bone here. And a uh, very, very special, special hello to all those folks that tune in to hear name dropping. Wow, that was quite the hello. That was quite the hello. I enjoyed it. Uh, that was better than watching the game last night. 7-2 to uh, two was the final score against Tampa. Give me your thoughts. Well, uh, the Jackets were in tight. I mean, they didn't have uh, arguably their, their best defenseman, if not their best player, uh, and his defensive partner, uh, a late scratch, and Jake Bean. Of course, we're speaking of Zach Wierenski. They didn't have their number one goaltender. And uh, they didn't have their, their hottest forward over the last month. So uh, they were in tight. They're the defending Stanley Cup champions. They came in a little angry. I mean, the lightning. And uh, it was not a pretty sight, to be sure. And the Jackets have now given up what really bothers me, 14 goals in the last two games. They've got to find a way to keep the puck out of their net. Well, that's the thing that is kind of weird for me, Rims, because I don't feel like Corpusalo was necessarily bad in net. I mean, seven goals is seven goals, but... You know, he was he was not getting much help out in front. What what do you see that the Jackets could be doing here, like, other than just get healthy and play better? I mean, th- this team should not, even with some of those injuries, be giving up seven goals in consecutive games. No NHL team should be able to do that, right? No, absolutely correct. But, again, let's give uh, Corpus Allo some slack. And, and I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for everything, but... Corpus Allo had one practice with the team, and he was thrown in the net because of Elvis's injury and the collision, although uh, uh, at this point, let's hope it's not a serious injury because he's not with us here in New Jersey. He is uh, ruled out of tomorrow's game as we begin. They a home haven't put him on IR, though, right? No, no, okay. he's not on IR. He's not on IR, but he's not with us potentially. Uh, and hopefully he'll return Saturday as the return engagement with the Devils is at Nationwide. But the other issue for me, and if I can do some quick math here, the Blue Jackets have allowed 10 power play goals to the opposition in the last eight games. They gave up three last night. That's certainly another area that needs to be shorn up. And on the flip side, the Jackets aren't scoring on the power play. They went into last night's game uh, having one power play goal in the previous nine games. They were 1 for 15, and last night they went 0 for 3. So, I mean, it it just feels like uh, there are just so many areas that the club will and could improve and needs to improve. And I suggest this home-and-home series with the Devils uh, should be uh, what the doctor ordered. The Devils are not in the class of teams that Jackets have played here over the previous two games in Carolina and Tampa. And, yeah, the Devils are playing better hockey this year, and they do, do have some uh, players potentially that can put the puck in the net, but the Jackets have got to play a better game. And I, I, I'll assure you here as we sit here now that uh, Corpus Allo will be much better tomorrow night against the Devils. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer here on the fan. Uh, how's the body language on this team? You know, they came off the long layoff and got themselves a shootout victory, but the last two games have not been pleasant. 
when they show up, are they are they slumping their shoulders? Are they starting to feel sorry for themselves, or are they just ready to shake it off and go back out there and do it again? Well, I watched the guys get on the plane today, and uh, they didn't look like they were uh, uh, kind of huddled and, and, and not looking like that, uh, you know, the, uh, the world's problems are on their shoulders. They will play better tomorrow, uh, and I suspect that uh, they should be able to, to beat the Devils here and, and come home uh, and, and, and hopefully guarantee? Uh, win both games in this series. I'm not guaranteeing Take it, it to the bank. I, Let's go. <laughs> no, no, I'm guaranteeing one thing. I'm guaranteeing that you'll see a better Jonas Corpusalo will have a, another skate uh, uh, under his belt. A, a tough practice today, and uh, he'll skate tomorrow morning. It won't be a full skate tomorrow, but he'll be ready to go tomorrow night. But, uh, yeah, uh, the Jackets will certainly hold their own here with the Devils tomorrow. I guarantee that. Rims, looking at this roster and kind of looking at how the season is unfolding, I know there's been a lot of unexpected things happen, but... What what kind of expectations would you say exist in the front office for the rest of this season? And what are some measuring sticks maybe that they're looking at, even if it ends up that playoffs are not in the picture? They have to see some growth from this young core of guys, right? They are, they are I'm sure, looking at this and saying, yeah, we, we know we may not win a Stanley Cup this year, but there's got to be some progress. What What are some things that you're getting a sense that they're looking for? Well, T-Bone, they pretty well uh, laid it out on the line uh, when they went to training camp. And they said, hey, we're going to rebuild this team, and retool it, call it whatever you want. <clears throat> and they didn't uh, necessarily expect that, uh, you know, they were going to set the world on fire. But you'll recall, they did get off to a pretty good start. And uh, they've been particularly uh, very strong on home ice, save for these last two games. They want them to be competitive. They want them to uh, certainly, and hey, by no means is... Uh, the Stanley Cup playoff race over. There's still quite a few games for the Blue Jackets to play, just under 50. So, yeah, they want them to play better. They want to see the the young players grow, and I think we've seen that in some cases. Uh, if you want me to get specific, uh, certainly for me, uh, I think the player that's shown the most improvement is uh, Andrew Peak, And uh, the, he just has taken, uh, I think, a giant step for the Blue Jackets on the blue line. He's providing what they really don't have with anybody else is that total physicality. He's blocking shots. He's uh, amongst the leaders in hits. Uh, he's getting opportunities even offensively. I think Peek has, has taken uh, certainly a step. Uh, Cole Sillinger, yeah, he may have hit a wall, but remember the kid's 18 years old. I suspect that uh, he will take another step here or two. Uh, hopefully he's in the lineup tomorrow. He got hurt late in the game as uh, Chernick uh, rolled over his ankle. Uh, he didn't finish the game. He didn't skate today. It was a maintenance day, and uh, Brad Larson says he hopes to have him uh, in the lineup tomorrow. And uh, uh, another uh, young guy, Bean, Jake Bean, uh, Adam Boquist on the blue line. There's room for all these kids to grow, and they suspect and hope that uh, they will grow as this season goes on. Name Dropping with Jeff Rimmer, brought to you by Rimmer's Friends, Buyers Imports by the Airport. Would you like to talk about your friends, Rims? Yeah, I was on the phone today with the general manager at uh, Buyers Imports by the airport, my close personal friend, Kevin King, and the new cars continue to roll in, and uh, he invites everybody and anybody to head out there, and uh, they'll get the best deal, no questions asked. Buyers Imports by the airport. Uh, you, uh, you were talking about physicality before we get to name dropping, and I just... That's one of my pet peeves. We've seen Blue Jacket teams struggle the past 20 years, but even the bad teams would beat you up a little bit. 
they were physical hockey clubs, and we don't really have that in town this year. I wonder how a guy like Jody reacts to that when he watches games like last night, if that really gets under his skin. Well, I, I don't think that got under his skin as much as, uh, you know, the Jackets certainly were overmatched by, by Tampa. But uh, you're right. Uh, they do need that additional grit. Uh, I'd like to see another defenseman and, and perhaps the forward. Uh, the Jackets certainly are, are looking uh, in, in that regard. But, uh, again, let's not overlook the guy I mentioned here a few moments ago. Andrew Peake, he's provided that. And I think you'll see him uh, even more. Uh, develop in, in, in into that gritty defenseman that uh, will clear the front of the net with uh, be it Corpusallo or Elvis in the nets. All right, Rims, you said last week you had no names for us. You punted on the segment. What do you have this week? I've got a great name for you this week, uh, and you guys will be very, very happy. And, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the guy uh, was a great friend because he wasn't. But I did have the occasion back when I was uh, with the Florida Panthers and we were on the road. And uh, there was a uh, an NFL game uh, that weekend, uh, and uh, guess what? Same hotel, and I walked into the lobby after having dinner and holding court there, just sitting in the lobby and, and chatting it up, was a guy by the name of John Madden, the late John Madden. So anyway, I walked over uh, along with my broadcast partner, the Hall of Famer, Denny Potvin, and we kind of struck up a conversation with him, and he was just fascinated to talk hockey. What a great man. What, what a humble, humble, outstanding person, not to mention what a great broadcaster he was. And he was more interested in talking hockey than he was football because uh, if you remember, back in those days, we had a player by the name of Pavel Bure, who uh, I got to be very, very close with over the years. And uh, Pavel was a superstar in the National Hockey League. Florida had acquired him in a trade from Vancouver, and he wanted to talk about uh, Pavel Bure and, and just how much he enjoyed uh, watching hockey when he had an opportunity. He said, hey, these guys are great athletes and just a wonderful person and, and, and really uh, just down to earth. And we just had a great opportunity to, to visit and talk. And, of course, Dennis Potvin, he was impressed with Potvin. He knew a little bit about him and his background with the Islanders and their four straight Stanley Cups, and we talked Super Bowl, and we talked uh, the, the, the solid uh, NFL teams in, in, uh, in that era, and uh, it was just a, it was a great night because we came in from dinner and uh, just sent, oh, I'd say better than maybe 90 minutes, two hours, just talking to John Madden, and it was, uh, it was a thrill for me. For I love sure. how your idea of an evening is just parking yourself in the lobby waiting for famous people <laughs> to walk in and then assaulting them. <laughs> No, I will say though, Rimmer, we're kindred spirits in that. That if if John Madden or someone like that was interested in talking to me, I would sit there as long as I could to like Thank get you. out, get Thank that you, conversation. People. I would because I know it probably is never happening again. So I would if he's asking me about Pavel Bure and I've got some insight, I'm going to let him know. Yeah, I don't blame you at all for yeah. that. Yeah, he was just marveling about another good friend of mine, Wayne Gretzky. Now, I wasn't that close to Mario Lemieux, but, uh, you know, I mean, he watched Gretzky. Hey, these athletes transcend the sport that they're in. And, and that's why people in football admire players in, in hockey. You, you can certainly talk to any one of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they love to talk football. Obviously, they're not very impressed with the uh, Cleveland Browns right now or, or their quarterback, but the uh, fact of the matter is, what's that? I mean, even the, even the jackets are taking shots at Baker Mayfield, apparently, right? <laughs> yes, we've given up 14 goals in the last two games, but at least we're not that guy. Yeah, that's right. Agreed. <laughs> All right, Rims, we don't have time. we got to go. 
How was it? Uh, is that an A plus? Uh, How was it? It was no, it was very you good. You dropped in a I'll John Madden and a Pavel Bure. That's was pretty a, good. It was a nice story. It was it had a nice sentimental moment to it. I enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Try not to it's crap like your time. pants next week. <laughs> no guarantees. All right, name dropping with Jeff Rimmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Back page coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from West Broad Street at Hague Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area. And watch out for an accident on Neal Avenue south of Buttles Avenue. Still working to get this one clear. Please be cautious as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Raise your hand if you like burritos. Put a Taco Bell $2 beefy melt burrito in that hand. Season beef with a three-cheese blend. Put another beefy melt burrito in the other hand. You're welcome. And participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. Price and petition may vary. Tax extra. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Oh, you guys. Man bone. I have a document here that Panama Ted has sent me about all the license plate, vanity license plates that are banned in the state of Ohio. Oh, all right. Because every right. year. This is like five pages long, so right. I can't read them all. Well, More than probably, that. There's probably a few you can't read. It's uh, even if you, they weren't 18 five pages, pages long. long. Whew. Okay. Wow. But are uh, these ones so these were officially submitted and they were rooted out? I, I guess. We don't quite know. Like were they actually in use maybe for a, a, year lot, a lot of these are out? a lot of these are very humorous to uh, me. Yeah, let me ask before you get into this. Is it possible this is a list of like all time? Like some guy who, I don't know, had some idea a long time ago for like Whatever, well, something whatever. I can't it's even been come added up with. to the list. Right, I'm right? saying so. This might go back a few years of like, yes, ten years ago, someone said I want this, and they said that's banned forever. You can't have that. Uh, perhaps that's the case. But, okay. I mean, we're all sad that you can't get a license plate that says "Hard AF" in the state of, <laughs> in the state of Ohio. It's hard of. I know on. I am. It's hard of. Um, hard of. It's my last name. What else do I have? James Hard of. <laughs> I like this one. I like. Uh, uh, the the number five, which also mimics an S. Okay, uh-huh. the number the number five. H T R F U L. Right, that's great, Randy Quaid. <laughs> I wanna I wanna believe. Yep. I wanna believe somebody right. was putting that on an RV. I wanna believe that was the case. Hey, bef- before you go on, how about X? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Before you go, ahead. go on, I I saw on Hayden Run Road somewhere. At late at night, driving home, a mannequin. I had to do a double take. It was actually a crapper was full. Randy Quaid, cousin Eddie, at the end of the driveway, oh, holding really? a hose, wearing a bathrobe. Wow! Couldn't believe it. That's pretty great. So funny. S X Y M I L F. 
Okay. Well, I mean, that's... Yeah. That, number one... SXY. I think if you're going to apply to have that license plate, some if you're... I'm not saying that people should be judged on their bodies, but if you're, ask, if you're putting that on a license plate, it only gets approved if a panel of peers looks at that and says, yeah, we agree. I think some of these are a little egregious. I don't see any problem with Poopa 20. What's wrong with Poopa? Oh, you mean egregious that it wasn't approved? Yes. I you meant egregious. What's wrong like, with that one? I don't know. Well, that's, yeah, that's fine. Nothing. I mean, nothing. It's be worse than that. Inherently wrong with that other than just, I mean, everybody poops. What's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. I'm looking. That's more than I can read. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I was wondering how many of those you would actually be able to say on the air. Well, Cause many some of them, them, I don't know what the hell they mean, but. Oh, boy. I need to... <laughs> well, don't just blurt it out here, and then we find out later that was an FCC violation. <laughs> I like the you first one. About. The first one is still the best. How about slap? I can't have slap on my license plate? What's wrong with slap? S-L-A-P? I, S-L-A-P. What's wrong with that? I mean, I don't know if there's any other use for it, but I know like that has been a thing that now I think is out, where people would say, oh, yeah, that song slaps. Like I think the kids <laughs> back in the day would say that. Something that really cooks. Yeah. <laughs> that's that new jazz, man. That cooks. That's You slaps. know that new sound you're looking for? Listen to this. <laughs> why Martin can't I get that. fine S on a license plate? Yeah, why not? Fine S. Can I get fairy leg on my license plate? No. You cannot get Can that. You get, like, I want that. I wonder, is fine ass banned because... They're taking it in the sense of like, that is someone who has a very nice rotund buttocks. <laughs> or is it banned in all of the ass adjective I think usages? All the, like, all the ass stuff is gone. You can't say strong. Yeah, that's a strong ass play right there by that, that guy. He went in for the dunk. Could, strong ass man. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah right. No, that's fine. What, I wonder if I could slip in and just have the letters all in a row so it kind of gets lost in translation. U-A, the word punk, and then the letters A-B. Just no. UA Punk AB. There's a lot of stuff that, that would not slip through. I don't, well, yeah, it depends on... I guess you have to be pretty with it to Punk be on this board to be able I to know I don't like how we can't have slow-ho on our license plate either. <laughs> slow Or oh-hi-ho. What? Oh, come on. <laughs> what do you got against the seven dwarfs? What? Hi-ho, hi-ho, that's all that is. Mm-hmm. Nothing else about that. How about uh, P-Z-Z-A-S-H-T? That sounds fine to me. P-Z-Z-A what? P-Z- yeah. P-Z-Z-A-S-H-T. Okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> fine. How about titties? T-I-D-D-Y-S? What's wrong with that? What are you doing? What's wrong with that one? Y-A tittle? Is that what you just said? you got to get around that with the tig old biddies. That's what you got to put on there. Get that on there. No, they'd probably find that one, too. You think? Okay. That's way more... This is someone's job. You're trying to go around about ways. It's more in your face. Probably is, This is someone's job to sit in a room and figure out what's inappropriate. Yeah. All right, what's coming up on the Buckeye Show? Me and my friend Eric Reeser will spend the next hour with you. I heard you guys talking about one of the transfers coming in for the Buckeyes. We'll talk about that. Here in the last week, we've had some action on the recruiting trail, so we'll update everybody on that as well. Chris Holtman met with the media today talking about the Indiana game coming up tomorrow. Dave Holmes will stop by from his time off. He'll call in the line of delineation, Bone. Uh, We've been there as basketball fans, but college football season is ending 
officially it's 100% college basketball season now. Buckeye Show, top of the hour right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, we mentioned this earlier, but in case you missed it, the Powerball jackpot now up to... $630 million for tonight's drawing. Seventh largest ever. So, there you go. Good luck with all that. And if one of you wins, please remember your favorite radio host. That's right. Don't keep in mind uh, Richard Karn, home improvement star. Apparently, he was going to do NFTs. And he announced this, said, if you buy one, you could have like a round of golf with him. You could do these other things. It got mocked relentlessly. Oh. After about a day, he got back on Twitter and said, you know what? I've given it some thought. Richard Karn? Yeah, that would be From old. Home Improvement. Isn't Ow. Richard Kind a TV actor, He's, too? He was on Mad About You, and he was on... Oh, what's the other um, one with Michael J. Fox? Spin City. Spin City. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's been in a lot of the Curb episodes, too. Yeah. Anyway, you know what his vanity license plate is? What's that? Tiddy. T-I-D-D-Y. Mm. No, his would... No, I never mind. Not, I Go ahead, just, just, he's a polite. He's, just huh? don't get yourself fired well, he's a nice, in the last two polite, seconds of the show. You know, come on. No, I don't know. Buckeye <laughs> shows next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. A couple of accidents have cleared from the roadways. You'll find that accident has cleared from West Broad Street at Hague Avenue. All lanes have reopened to that area. And an accident has cleared from Neal Avenue south of Buttles Avenue. But traffic is still slow as it recovers. Traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Raise your hand if you like burritos. Put a Taco Bell $2 beefy mel burrito in that hand. Season B for the three cheese blend. Put another beefy mel burrito in the other hand. You're welcome. At participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only, price and participation may vary. Tax extra. On the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care, Heating, and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But... We have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald. If I don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day, <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was 
alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanna, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcasts, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No. You I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just... Stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying I, I think you're people saying would get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it, even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down. Then is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat. Soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcast. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us care, heating and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 